0: hey what's good people this is episode 128 yeah that girl over there you got a brewing in the house that's Savy hey. Simo. savvy simo <laughs> the episode starts right now <laughs> Should I do it? Yeah. What's up, people? You have asked, and you have asked, and you have asked, and now you shall receive, because for me, I've got to give the people, give the people what they want, <laughs> 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 and I say, it's good, Seth. That's good. That was just, wow, amazing. Look, sometimes I come into the episode low energy. Hey. How are you doing? Whatever, No, no. I got a real got to recognize, real savvy Mm. Simo. How are you?
1: I am fantastic. Just got off the beach. That's my office. Yeah, man. So I practice and I'm feeling good. It's crazy. Like, I go to work. It's weird that that's my job. I go to work Uh and I'm usually done by 10 or 11 and then I'm like, well, what am I going to do today? And today I'm, I'm already having a good day, practice, workout, and now I get to hang out with you. So I'm
0: off to a pretty good start. Yeah. Um... Oh, well, I did a nice little picture-in-picture. Picture. Look at that! Look at that. Wait, wait, where is it? Right there. Ah, there you go. But that's not what I want to do. Do your job, Jason. This is why. Come on, Jason. Yeah, I got one job. Oh, just, that's it. Just the one. Just. <laughs> <laughs> so you were um, doing a little bit of cross training. You were doing F45. Mm-hmm. Tell our audience. Um, I know what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what it is. But we owe it to well, all of the people who kinda. may not know better. Yeah. Tell them. Tell them what it is. The so I was. Were.
1: I was connected. Well, I'll start with I've been trying to figure out. The best way for that works for me working out because obviously I play volleyball almost every day, but I'm trying to figure out like the whole lifting thing and what, you know, it's also expensive to have a gym membership. And so I'm like, do I go get a gym membership? Do I just keep lifting? A lot of the players have like gyms in their backyard or in their garage. Do I keep just hopping around everyone's little homemade gym or do I, you know, what, what am I going to do? And so I was connected with people at F45 and I had no idea what it was and I kind of looked into it. And it seems like the most perfect cross training because I do all the sand training. But this is kind of a combination of like conditioning and strength. So I went this morning at 7 a.m. and it was like popping. There were like 30 people in there absolutely getting after it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to come in and this is going to be, you know, I like to think I'm an an athlete. I'm in shape. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this workout and all (laughs) these other people who are, I'm just going to kick ass. And I got my ass kicked. To be completely honest, it was... (laughs) It was gnarly. It was like uh, I think they call it a hit workout. So you're doing strength workouts, but you're also doing. We did it was 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off, and you're going through all these these workouts. And I'm like dying, dripping sweat. I mean, but it was a good way to start the day, and I, I'm fired up. So today was my first day. I learned a lot about it. Tomorrow is a more tomorrow is they call it. It's just cardio. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably die doing yeah. that. I just think cardio. Like I'm gonna just
0: yeah.
1: perish. But uh. Yeah, it was really cool and I think it's a good start in me trying to figure out what works best for me. If I maybe lifted once or twice a week, in my normal lift and did this once or twice a week, I think it'd be a really good combination with with the sand training. So we'll see.
0: I'm actually I'm gonna point something out that's um that's actually gonna keep this sound bitch rolling. We we um like um in my experience as a coach, longtime player and commentator, I noticed that indoor players who trained on the beach and came back to indoor mm-hmm. their legs are stronger and they jump significantly higher mm-hmm. however beach players that just kind of play indoor you would think because they're out in the sand all the time that they would have a higher jump and they don't mm-hmm. jump. their jumps pretty much the same mm-hmm. and and a lot of players at the high level uh, who know what i'm talking about will probably be like damn you know what that's a good fucking point mm-hmm. And my reasoning, and this is how I'm going to give you a floor back. My reasoning is that if you only train your legs to slog through the sand, your legs will, in fact, succeed at being trained in slogging through the sand. (laughs) I like that word,
1: slogging. I've never heard of that. You know why? Because, well,
0: I think... The reason why I brought it up is because out here they have something called the sand dunes mm-hmm. and like LMU and a, yeah. lot, a lot of people, I think UCLA and yeah. USC, they do the dunes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's never, because I'm ex-military and because I, in New York, I walked everywhere I went. And I'm like, this is, this is supposed to be exercise? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you fucking yeah. people are wusses, I yeah. Just fucking walk. Yeah. You, you do know how to walk, <laughs> right? So, uh, um, again, before I stare us both uh, the wrong direction or the right direction. Um... Does what I say make sense as far as not just indoor and outdoor? I mean, we can keep that one Mm -hmm. rolling if we want, but how other things help prepare you to be a beach player? Yeah,
1: I think absolutely. I mean, I used to, thinking back to high school, you know, I'd play indoor all fall, winter, spring, Mm -hmm. and then I'd play beach all summer long. That's kind of how it was. I never really did club beach. I go beach all summer and just playing all the different tournaments. And then I'd come back to high school tryouts for indoor, and be like skying through the gym. Like I felt like I could jump so <laughs> high. And that's the same. And then you know, in college, it was the, the hardest transition for me was going from indoor season in the fall at UCLA straight to the beach. So you, you the only time you have to really acclimate to the sand is like Christmas break. Yeah, and like a lot of much. times over Christmas break, I was just kind of like burnt out of the indoor season. Kind of wanted to just relax recover hang out with my family I'd practice maybe a couple times and I go back and I join these girls who were, had been playing in the sand all fall and I was like I have never felt more out of shape in my entire life yeah. like it was crazy just to to adjust and so that's why I'm trying to figure out this workout thing because I'm so used to indoor Olympic lifting they want to build the strength up but beach and then I go to beach season and it was more centered or you know light lighter weight more reps quick twitch box jumps all these different things then we also did like the sand conditioning we did a salt bike conditioning that was all at UCLA but now I don't have all the resources to be able to do all that stuff so it's like I'm trying to figure out the best way to do it and I have the the indoor background and I do have the beach background as well and I want to be quick but I want to be strong so it's trying to find the perfect balance I don't want to be I don't want to put on too much muscle. I feel like it might slow me down a little bit, but I don't want to be too lean cuz I want to be able to be strong and be able to hammer a ball and 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 be able to move through the sand cuz you have to be strong to move through the sand. You have to be quick and stuff too, but you have to be strong to push through the sand and be able to jump at the end of a tournament. So this the balance, it's it's interesting. I'm trying to kind of figure it out, and I think every player has their own path that they're going on, their own way to figure it out, but I'm I'm young, I'm new to this, and it's I'm all kind of on my own, so Working on figuring it out. But today was great. F forty five was a great combination, I think, between the strength and the conditioning part of it.
0: It really is. Yeah. I um I would say that if you're gonna do strength and conditioning, then yeah, then at the same time you need that strength to provide yourself the ability to move to this end. Um, there's nothing wrong with going longer, leaner and lighter in the mm-hmm. sand. If you look at some of the players who, who carry no weight around them, those seem to be the ones who function the best on the beach. Yeah. Uh, moreover, um, because muscles need oxygen, right? Uh, and your heart's pumping the blood mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Uh, they don't cramp up as fast. Yeah. So for me, I would say, I don't know 10 20% weight room, I would say 50% technique just stop I mean do as many privates as you can some, yeah. and so and um, yeah and scrimmages as you can you know try to avoid train, training groups if unless you're trying to network or unless you just want new ideas and see how your thing works against different mm-hmm. levels of competition in this consolidated absolutely period of time, right yeah. makes sense yeah so I have friends. Um, I'd like to use Taylor Crab as an example, but I don't really know if he in fact lifts these days. But mm-hmm. I watched him long enough to know that the man carries very little muscle. Mm-hmm. But yet he hits really fucking exactly. High. And he moves the, through the, the sand. Like, he is a he's a popular crazy. example of uh-huh. a correlation. Yeah. Uh, uh, of, and, and the point I was trying to make. Mm-hmm. I, look, I have friends in New York, I have a queen, this absolute fucking queen, Ren Osborne. All he does is dance. He doesn't hit the gym. He doesn't even do Mm sit-ups. He's got this six-pack, and he dances three nights a week. No,
1: dancing is insane. Yeah. But I mean... It's insane. And those
0: queens know how to work. Yes. In New York, you go to to the right club, I'm telling (laughs) you, I'm, I'm like fuck this is like this is like um the you know you you yeah. ever go to like the copa and you see like really talented salsa dances mm-hmm. where you where everyone stops dancing they just watch yeah. <laughs> it's basically some, some of those house music clubs is like the salsa <laughs> dude i literally went
1: out last weekend and i was dancing probably like an idiot and i had a side cramp i was like how do people dance i literally got a side cramp at the bar i'm like this is terrible because i was just Dancing and having a good time. And I'm like, I, can't, I have a side cramp. Yeah. Like, it's a different type
0: of workout. So, Hold on, where's my camera? I want you to picture <laughs> that. I want you to picture that inside your heads. I want you to picture a bar. They're playing We Are Family. And this one locks up and she's doing. And then everybody else is like, okay. They all start doing that. And you're just like, get away. And they're just like, they're like okay. <laughs> it's pretty
1: much what happened i like a. I just get in this mood sometimes when i go out when like like when i go to the bar and stuff Mm -hmm. and people like i like to go out and dance and have fun so when i go i was at tower 12 and it's it was more of like a social thing Uh everyone wants to talk and it's so loud anyway so i started dancing by myself and like i was just doing ridiculous things kind of honestly kind of making fun of myself I had so much fun though, like what, like it was a blast. And then I got a side cramp. I had to like go outside and take a take a breather. Like this yeah, is a workout is in not, itself.
0: Isn't it crazy that we look for some place where no one's watching? Yeah. And when, when that happens, yeah. you just because you just don't want people to think you're like you're, you're all right. I'm like I'm good. Uh-huh. But with your athletic friends, you just like you just say cramp and you're, they're like oh yeah okay like hands, hand, hands are yours. Really, this
1: ring the you know the aura ring it's kind of a, the new big thing with the whoop but and but stuff and my aura well, ring stop right okay, there good, you're good this you're is right. the audience tell okay. everybody so this ring is it's called an aura ring it's really big and it has all these little sensors on the inside um and it basically tracks your the main things are your sleep your workouts and then it gives you like a readiness score every day so based on how you slept and what your workouts were the next day it'll give you a sleep score My on, sleep your, on your phone on like an
0: yeah app so it's like or an something? app
1: yeah it's an app so you pay you pay for it this one is like the older version you paid just one price a couple hundred bucks and you get the app for free I think now what they're trying to do is you pay a price but then you also pay like six bucks a month or something like okay. that it's yeah. not it's not I mean,
0: too bad it's, it's peacock. exactly
1: (laughs) and so you get the app and it it pops up you know gives you all this information based on your heart rate and stuff i think the newer one which i ordered i'm just waiting for it to come it it has a little bit more information than it gives you but it'll detect when you have a workout and so whenever i go out to the bar and dance like i'll go back and it'd be like workout detected and usually it knows Like, it'll say, like, were you dancing at this time? I'm like, hell yeah, I was breaking it down at this time. And it's it's just funny. And then, you know, my sleep score is -hmm. terrible every single day. And I don't know why. I just, I know, I was talking about this with Wendy a little bit last time I was here. But, you know, drinking doesn't help your sleep. When you're in a warm room with more light and noise, like, none of that helps your sleep. Eating sugar before, all these things. But I, like, I'm trying so hard to get a good sleep score. And the sleep is just i'm i have no sleep deep sleep. savage i need give me some of your deep sleep it says i'm awake for like two and a half hours every night and i have yeah.
0: like 12 minutes of deep sleep do you look at That's your phone terrible. before you go to bed i was a lot because i remember you talking to wendy were you talking to wendy jones about yes, that? yes yes yeah go ahead and so
1: i was saying i was telling her you know i the blue light thing we talked about it it's so bad and so i was facetiming evan i was dating evan well i am still dating evan but he was in new orleans so we were facetiming all the time before bed and so I was looking at my screen, but he's in town right now, so I I'm not on my phone at all. So I don't know. But it's still nothing's really changed. I don't I don't really know why. But I know the blue light thing is absolutely terrible. And I know that drinking kills too. But sometimes oh I have a one glass of red wine and I'm like yeah. my
0: sleep's actually better
1: so well, i don't know the wine is a
0: timing thing because yeah. wine slows down your heart rate and actually okay it does one to two glasses actually uh prevent could help. a shitload of yeah. heart diseases yeah. Um, yeah. I worked I've for i've heard that i worked for a cardiologist yeah. uh for 17 yeah. years and um i can't cite the studies but i can say that years and years of studying uh, red wine or whatever and this and that really really helps well good to now know. <laughs> uh for me personally For the thing that makes me go to bed, there's, uh, I, I, my whole life, I fell asleep watching movies. Yeah. I just, uh, whatever. I used to do that too. So right now, Avengers, Infinity Wars, Mm -hmm. um, the very beginning of it, every night, uh, uh, whether I'm, um, I'm in bed and I just put on a little, a little, you know, earbuds or I fall asleep on the couch. That guy who, who gives them the speech, like you should be (laughs) thankful you're dying for Thanos. He's when he says, hear me and rejoice. I go. (laughs) Just out, good night, good night. It's like some minutes there like at goats routine. type shit, dude. It is uh, interesting, um, and it's about, ha- and that's the point I was trying to make. Yeah. It, it, it is about having the same routine that leads you to that very moment. My, mm-hmm. my wife, she likes to read, okay, she reads before she goes to bed, but yeah. me, um, I try different things. But if I really need to bang out some sleep, I either just leave the TV on, mm-hmm. you know, 30. Not even 30 minute timer, sleep timer, 10 minute sleep timer. Yeah, and you're Hear out. Hear me and rejoice. <laughs> Boom. Knocked. Mouth open. Yeah, it's some crazy stuff. So That's funny. So um, I can appreciate having that rain. Uh, mm-hmm. and how cool it is for Californians no, it's been really fascinating. and how bad it is for New Yorkers. Yeah. <laughs> y- you know why? Cuz it's like we detect exercise and the New Yorkers looking at the run like no motherfucker. I'm the one trains downstairs. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm get trying my metro get... <laughs> and I'm running, okay? It's like my, my ring says. your ring says you're starting the run. I'm like, "Yes, there's some guy who keeps asking me, are you Jewish?" and I'm trying to walk away from him and he's walking behind me, "Are you Jewish? Are you Jewish?" And now I'm running and he's running after me, "Are you ring Jewish? Are you Jewish?" Just like no! detected <laughs> yeah so uh, that's so good oh my oh, god i remember wow. i lived on the upper west side on okay. 87th street okay. and if you go further to the, towards the hudson yeah there's these big blocks of, mm-hmm. of just savage awesome um jewish communities and i say awesome because um the education system's mm-hmm. nice from from you know from pre-k all the way up but man, occasionally it's it's weird. They ask you, are you Jewish? And when you say no, they just kind of like walk away. They don't say have a nice day. Just kind of and I'm like, this is some okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So um, but that was the, one of the caveats I wanted to mention about that neighborhood because so so I'm, I'm not like teasing you Jew- Jewish people. Yeah. I, I'm the one that gets teased by them. Yeah. I mean if yep. you've ever seen my Afro, right? Yeah, it's called have a you Jew- showed it on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I show it again. This <laughs> is a Jew fro. <laughs>
1: I had only seen you in a hat for like so long. And it was just recently I actually saw your hair for the first time. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's Jason.
0: (laughs) I, I have never worn a hat as much in my life as much as I've worn it uh, the five years I've been yeah, in California yeah. I've never wore a hat you can see coaching pictures of me coaching mm-hmm. indoor or whatever I had the hats of t- the box the hats t- yeah, are fade yeah, low and even yeah, shaped oh yeah. and be- because I have this huge forehead I just showed everybody we call a f- well, actually five no head. I take exception to thank you <laughs> how dare them that's insulting a forehead no it's a fucking it's a five, five head <laughs> if you're gonna go big go big <laughs> go big or go bigger, home yeah. maybe yeah so um <laughs> Yeah, that's just a cute story about the ring. I have the um, Fitbit watch, okay, and that that that's a really good gauge. But mm-hmm. I think I, I don't know if I like the ring or whatever because when you sleep, I don't know if you notice it about your finger, mm-hmm. your hands uh, swell up. Yes, mm-hmm. and then, does the ring feel tighter? No. So I actually it was
1: the hardest part was actually finding the right finger to do it. They say that these fingers are the best. The three fingers in the middle are the best, and I I think the pointer finger is the best one. But the way my finger, like this finger is shaped, like it's actually wider at the bottom. So it like was really uncomfortable. And then this, the finger that I have it on, my knuckle is bigger. So if I can slide it over my knuckle, it sits in a pretty good spot right here. And even when my fingers swell up, I I also just think it takes a little bit getting used to. Like there are times like when I play volleyball, when I go on the plane and when I sleep where my fingers do swell up and it's a little more uncomfortable, but like. Once you have it on for a long time, you don't really think about it. Like well, when I have um, it
0: off, it I feel weird without it. I want to get a close-up of that. us um middle, should I just flip the camera off it's on my that. middle finger? <laughs> let's check it out.
1: Whoop. There it is. Oh
0: my god. Yeah. It's cool look though. At that. Yeah. Here's one,
1: my, my calluses I'm getting from lifting. But
0: myself. it's I mean, it's not exactly subtle, is it? It's like it's not. No, no, no. No, nah, it's look, not I'm gonna go subtle. back. Someone sees this ring and says, one ring to rule them all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so, big and I
1: never wear rings. Well, yeah. I don't play. I play in this, and I, you know, I don't, I didn't get the whoop because I thought it would be uncomfortable to play in, so I I got this just because it's a little, it's a big ring, but I felt like when I was passing, wearing a, like, I couldn't wear an Apple Watch when I was playing, because, like, if the ball hit weird on when I was wearing it, it kind of, it just was not very comfortable for me, so I got the ring, and I do really like it. Um... A lot of people like the Fitbit. A lot of people like the Whoop. Those are the other two things yeah. that are—they're all very similar. The different, but similar. But um, once I saw that April was wearing this, Jake and Taylor were wearing this, I was like, "I gotta yeah. get this. Like, it's super cool."
0: I mean, <laughs> we're not gonna confirm or deny if actually Taylor Crab actually gets sleep at night, but I'm—I'm <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, you know, particularly n- nights before tournaments. I would love particularly to Particularly nights his sleep before score. tournaments, <laughs> but but um, some tells me April does. I think they're they're. I'm, she's posted. I don't want to make this she
1: kicks ass. She sleeps so yeah. good. I'm like, what? Yeah. How?
0: I, I think because she kicks ass, she's just that doesn't keep her up. She's just. A, she's like, ah, oh, I think I got this down. She's just a superhero, man. Yeah, she really is. And and I definitely think there's a correlation with men and women. If they did, ever did a study on um, the amount of hours sleep women get and the amount of hours sleep men get, I think women uh, um, probably hold higher value to it. Mm-hmm. You know, also men have men have bullshit jobs. Right, the finance world. Uh, my wife's in the finance world. Mm-hmm. It's it's man it's male dominated. Yeah, but you know what? She getting her sleep. <laughs> yeah, gonna, yeah. go f yourselves. I'm getting sleep. Exactly. So I want to post this because this is what we looked at the uh, the Wendy Jones thing, and mm-hmm. I want people to take a look at it. This is from the Cleveland Clinic. And it's a pretty good article, and we're not going to get into detail because, no. um, um, you know, you see how I'm doing right now. It's reasonable. we should be talking about volleyball, right? No, that's but, all right. But, um, I mean, this is okay, this yeah, is all related. Yeah. So, this is um, from the Cleveland Clinic, and just Google search, um, put the phone away three reasons why looking at it before bed is a bad habit. Mm-hmm. So, um, and again, that's something we're, we're skating off this, maybe or maybe not, but. We're not going to read it for everybody verbatim. I want y'all to look it up. and Everyone and should do everyone Savi- should it. Savvy and I will it. co-sign. It's, it's, it's a good read.
1: It is. It yeah. is. And I just think it's important. I think. I mean, but this is. I know we're not talking about volleyball specific. But just as an athlete, the sleep thing is super important. So it, yeah. that's a big thing why I got the ring. I was like, why am I so tired? And I found out I sleep like shit. So it's, it's good to see it. I mean, you have to know. And so I'm still trying to figure out what helps me sleep better and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is a reasonable tangent to go on.
0: Hell yeah. You
1: you bring me in here, we're going to be, I mean, I could talk to you for hours, got, so this is dangerous, this is, dangerous, deadly duo over you know, here.
0: And if you look at the, the pattern of my <laughs> podcast, like how long some of them have been, there's some where I feel like they prepare to come on a long time, and then and an hour in, I'm like, I, th- I that's all I got. Like Todd, mm-hmm. Todd Rogers. Yeah. Uh, I in my mind, I think this guy's coaching Cal Poly mm-hmm. and he's taking a break and, 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 you know, after practice or between practices. And I'm like, he's making this time for me. So I feel like I want to accommodate him. And then when the podcast is over, so so how's it going? What have you been up to? Yeah. And I'm just like, shit, he was, he was ready. And, he was and, so ready, and yeah. sometimes I just got to give these these this generation of older generation of, play, of former players yeah. and coaches the benefit of the doubt that they're ready. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Holly. But, like, you and me, I feel like we can watch this all the way up to the UFC Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, um... So Pretty much. Let's... Do you... I just, I'm doing a poll, because this is um live right huh. now. Oh, cool. So, I want to do a poll. You're a back row defender? hmm Yeah, t- with t- Tony. So, mm-hmm. Savish Simo should stay with Tony. <laughs> or two... I was going to say be a whore, but that's not nice. And we're probably going to have to delete that. We're going to have to delete that part out. Um, but, I mean, volleyball players know what I mean, but everybody's like. I do. But it, I get exactly but what you're saying. But in softest cotton climate, yeah, they're know. going to be like, did you hear what Jason said yeah, I, I five conf- years ago? I knew ago? exactly what you <laughs> meant. How um, should we phrase it then? I don't want to say be a whore. I'm going to be like, um, explore. That's good. Let's i mean you're still young man i'm trying to get you canceled just 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 saying shit on this podcast i don't feel right <laughs> you know so let's save that and that's our poll fascinating
1: that's i didn't cool. even know we could do it i just saw it just, uh, i just sick. saw it just now like, wow. <laughs> we're learning a lot
0: and here's the problem this isn't going to last live for long because i'm doing a, a certain um frames per second yeah. that facebook hasn't adjusted to mm-hmm. so Thirty minutes in, they, they say my bit rate has exceeded the okay. max rate, and yeah. and then it starts getting choppy. And if you look at it right now, look at the screen right now, yeah. you can see like the oh,
1: it's a little bit yeah, yeah it's I can see right it. Now, yeah. But, but, but the it, sound doesn't do that. Yeah, it's just
0: but like, that's but that's not where we get our recording anyway. We have the exactly we have this all and, the fantastic technology. Show this. Come on now. There it is. This, ladies and gentlemen, when the world goes to hell and if this whole room shut down, that thing keeps ticking. She goes, oh. Oh. (laughs) It's awesome. So let's talk a little bit seriousness, but Mm -hmm. um, no, let's just talk a little bit. Should we
1: talk about the poll? Should we talk about what you just put up there?
0: Oh, Savvy Simo should stay with her partner Mm -hmm. or explore. Do they really know? I mean, I don't know. It's weird. Before I say what I have to say. Is there something you want to say first?
1: No, I just don't know if they, you know, this whole volleyball, this whole season is so fascinating. It's always kind of fascinating, but I love, so you guys, Tony, you're going to have her on the podcast probably Thursday. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. I hope Went so. Went to LSU. I mean, I, I saved the space for her. Yeah. But, and, and yeah. Whenever she want to. Yeah. Went to LSU. She's a total stud. We lo- we're really good friends, love playing together, but if you don't know beach volleyball and there's a point system mm-hmm. and in order to qualify for events you have to have points which base that's all based on obviously your finishes in these tournaments but we I mean, we just graduated from college and so we don't have very many finishes and we haven't even played in that many events and so to play together at least right now doesn't make a ton of sense and so you you know you have to make a decision do you play with someone that you enjoy but you, ha- you might not even get a chance to play or do you go explore like you said go explore other options and so we've had this talk a lot and we're gonna have to explore which we're both very open about with each other and we, we have to be we have to just go see what other the other opportunities are we're both reaching out to other people gonna start training with other people and, and see how it goes. I mean, this season's so interesting with the new point system, the new, the whole setup of the AVP is a little bit different this year. So, that pull, I mean, it's everyone, I've been talking to a lot of people about that. Do I stay with Tony? It's like Taryn and Kristen. Do they stay together? Do they split up for the international stuff to go get points?
0: It's not a question. Exactly. That's not a question. It's so hard. May I? Yeah. That, the floor is yours. Because you use Kristen and Taryn, um, citing as a pretext, which is where we, we were probably going to go anyway, mm-hmm. um, and only using them as an example because you really can't pick a better one at this because exactly. uh, we're prisoners at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. If you are who you think you are, who do you care about in anyone else's point system? Why do you give a fuck? okay savvy this is who you are i was gonna ask you but that that that's almost insulting to ask you if this is who you are just so you're there i didn't get all dressed up for nothing you know you're, you're out here do so i look is,
1: dressed up i'm just I'm this, just this out is here as fucking my... <laughs> dressed up as you're gonna look right? me and my <laughs> leggings and yeah I'm, I'm comfy
0: man i'm working this this fourth camera like a mother today <laughs> um <sighs> if you are who you say you are And if you know that you can only get better having chemistry because we've Mm -hmm. seen so many talented players not win a tournament Mm -hmm. sponsor, right? She did pretty good in the FIVB. She still hasn't won an AVP championship and she, and, and mind you, she's, she has good chemistry or at Mm -hmm. that time, at that time when they went straight Jakari's mode and won Mm -hmm. those two, four stars, they had the chemistry, Um, but I have a secret for you that a lot of the top players are not going to like me for, but I don't really give a damn. All right. Where's the camera? <laughs> I'm not this way because I'm on camera. I'm on camera because I'm this way. All right. So we got that <laughs> out of the way. All right. So they care about their money first and then helping people second. So if they see someone like you, they will borrow you and the relationship will be very, very temporary unless you are Taylor Crab, this <laughs> absolute G. And mm-hmm. then... You're back where you started from, and you've lost so much time mm-hmm. when you could have just stayed with that partner and eventually gotten there anyway. There will be no hostile takeover of the men's and women's top five if people don't stick together. Yeah, they, 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 It's just not going to happen. Benesch is the only example, and, and he's with Billy Allen right now. And I mean, Adam Robbins probably wasn't his better choice either, because Adam's a little, uh, I won't say longer than two, because he's resuscitated his career, mm-hmm. but but. Uh, how about Evan Corey? Evan Corey and Logan Weber—they won so many tournaments that they punched their own ticket into into the the Gold Series, right? The mm-hmm. Manhattan Beach, and then um, after not qualifying Atlanta, tell everybody what they did. They went well after ab- right to after yeah
1: they didn't qualify for Atlanta. They got on a flight and went straight to Seaside, and they Against won their, Seaside,
0: which gave them what?
1: Uh, that that was the Chicago that gave them Chicago bid, and they already had Manhattan.
0: Yeah, so. and right now, listen, Logan made a decision to play with Hayden. And I, I, I don't like it. But I, I'm, I'd be a fool to say I don't understand. It, it's, it's a chance to gain experience. And I get that and mm-hmm. and Evan didn't wind up in the so bad situation myself because my sources are already told me because people just feed me information. He's with, he's with um, Bill, right? So um, it,
1: word travels fast, man. I, no. I, I mean.
0: Well, I have roots in Wisconsin. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, there were there were verbal confirmations, and mm-hmm. and I knew before I even before Travis, who who even covers the sport so, mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I am told not to say shit. So so otherwise I would and I, and I won't because I won't have a podcast. Mm-hmm. I it wouldn't be a volleyball podcast if I did that. So exactly. enough enough about me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see more people stay together.
1: I agree.
0: Win tournaments. Have. Have tournaments where you have complete fucking meltdowns. Cry together. Um, heal together. You get together, stronger
1: together. Yeah. And get stronger mm-hmm. together.
0: All right. Because um, th- that is a general way to develop. Mm-hmm. Now, there are outliers. Because yep. I don't want to sound like I'm just bashing those guys and calling them selfish. Uh, well, no, I am calling them selfish. But it doesn't mean that their selfishness doesn't come from a righteous place. Mm-hmm. They're not just going to roll up and have everybody and keep someone for the next three years. If they... Mm-hmm. If, if if that's not an investment for them, right? Yeah. Taylor Crab, Jake Gibb, good investment. Yeah. Right. Taylor 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 hasn't and wouldn't win win, win a V P out without him and the, the, with the crabs. with his him and his brother Trevor coming razor close. Mm-hmm. So that's my opinion on it, and it's not a popular opinion, but that's what this is about. This this is not. Uh, uh, my, my free speech is not here to protect popular speech my free speech is here to protect unpopular speech mm-hmm. and and we if we don't have these conversations where I, I leave myself open for criticism or even you for that matter mm-hmm. then there's no there's no way to get past obstacles we yeah. just keep kicking a can down the road yeah. how old is casey patterson right how old is how old is Jake? gibb how old is phil who, mm-hmm. who 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 left but not really yeah. right I, Casey Jennings asked Casey Patterson, would young Casey Patterson let old Casey Patterson get away with this? And he said, absolutely not. And that's really all everybody needs to know about mm-hmm. that. So that's just my opinion. About that. So for you and Tony, unless it's an obvious failed marriage, you got to give it a chance. Mm-hmm. You got to give it a chance. And and you can't fucking sell out for points You yeah. uh, just, just for its own sake. Because yeah. those relationships... Are very temporary yeah you know does that make sense
1: it totally does and i think that's it's a very interesting dynamic right now with everyone who's on the tour there's the people who are like you gotta play with the people who have points and then there's this group that's like fuck the points play with someone who you enjoy and have fun with and you have good chemistry with and we're somewhere in the middle because we don't have points right i have some yeah tony has less Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and all people keep saying are you got to play with people who have points. You got to play with people. And then there's some people that are like, you got to stick together because you play so well together and you have a chance to get better together and all these different things. I am a big believer in, in team chemistry. Yeah. Like I play my best level when I'm with someone who I enjoy being on the court with, who I have fun with, who I'm comfortable with. That's when I play my best. I don't play well when I'm uncomfortable or when I, when I am not super close with someone because I'm like, Nervous awkward like I'm not an awkward person, but I never right. want to ever feel uncomfortable or like I never want to know I, I never I always want to know what the other person's thinking if I'm not super yep. close to them I can't be as open with them Um, With this new MVP thing the first two events of the season are Pro there's tour is the lowest Pro series is the middle and then there's the gold series the first two events are pro event pro series events
0: Okay. Which so one? what's the first two? Give me Austin location. in yeah. May,
1: beginning of May and new Orleans. Yeah. I'll, and I'll be there, for which is sick. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. I hope I can play. So, but there's no qualifier for those two events okay. unless they add a tour series beforehand. Cause the tour events now, which I think is really great. the, Instead of having these, but qualifiers, are there bids?
0: Are there bid tournaments? Are there, are might there situations? Be.
1: I think there's still a lot of stuff up in the air. Because even
0: for the gold series, there are bids. There, yeah. There, even for the 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 big money, oh, wink yeah. wink. Uh, um. Yeah, there, there's bids, right? Yeah. That's how uh, Corey and Weber got into Manhattan. I Beach think there's and, bids. The, yes. Yeah, that's so, how the Brazilians got into Manhattan. Yeah. Beach.
1: So there's the t- those tour events that are kind of like the AVP next, right? Instead of just those being in a, like you can, I think the top four people yeah. qualify for, I think the pro series events and you right. can make money. So you don't just fly to a qualifier for an event and lose and make $0 and don't qualify. You at least have a chance to qualify while making money, oh, which so is like cool paid to
0: show money. Got it.
1: Yeah. So it's. But I think there's still a lot of uncertainty because the first two events don't have a qualifier beforehand as of right now. So that's why we're all kind of scrambling, like we all want to play in these events, but if there's no qualifier, so is it just double do elimination
0: event or is it pool play or I whatever? think it's double
1: elimination. Okay. I assume. But they take however maybe sixteen, maybe twenty four. I don't really know. I'm like the worst person to ask. I'm still trying to figure out the and system. And how many of
0: the top five teams do you think are gonna be at Austin? You think all I mean? I, the, I think, I'm pretty sure that that date is the same date as an F I V B event.
1: I looked and I, I think there's an FIVB event on New Orleans, but I think Austin's open. I could be right. wrong, though. I could and New be Orleans wrong. is more money. New Orleans. I'm, and that's just sick. I mean, I I I visited sh- Evan in New Orleans be. and I think it's really, really cool.
0: Do you, did you see the setup at Coconut Beach?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I went to the AVP next yeah. last summer and it's so rad. Like, wasn't, it,
0: wasn't it a first class setup? It's
1: so cool. So I think this is going to, it's one of the pro series ones. So mm-hmm. it's. It's not the most, it's not like the big money, but it's not one of the smaller events. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the middle one. And I, I think it, that's, it's so cool. So, like, and obviously Tony's from there, Evans from, we all want to go play in that. Like, it's such a cool opportunity. But if there's no qualifier, me and Tony will not get in with the points we have. Right. That's the thing. And so we have to start thinking like, and that's the same thing with Taryn and Kirsten. Like, that's why I brought them up for the international stuff. If they have no points, can they even get into a, even a futures event? Well, country no quotas. Points. I mean, there, there's no more country quotas. I don't think.
0: Oh Jesus Christ! I, I think
1: there's qualifiers still, but I think they eliminated country quotas. So that's the thing. There's all these moving pieces. I still think there's a lot that, of uncertainty. That
0: should the country quotas should be there? That in theory, mm-hmm. because we have seen how they're playing, that yeah. should have been that should be and should have been their ticket in. Yeah, they're a top four team right now. Top mm-hmm. three, maybe even top two. No, mm-hmm. I'll just say top two. They beat the brakes off a of sponsor. They're amazing. They're amazing. They're, and
1: I, Here's, why would they split up? Right. The only, like, why would they ever have to split up? Never. But it's because of this system. They, like, I think they're planning on stick to, sticking together.
0: So how do they determine who goes, who represents USA Volleyball? These people, they, 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 there was three stops on the goal tour last mm-hmm. year. They won one mm-hmm. from the qualifier. Mm-hmm. All right. And then semis for one and then fifth for one. How that, the I mean,
1: The points, that's the issue. That's the hard part is. Is I I would love to say f the points I I'm gonna go play with who I want to play with, but that that's the whole thing is the the point system and so okay. I think the points are resetting right now. Okay. From the people who had it because with COVID and everything and there's injury points and pregnancy points do and all pe- these different things. Do people get
0: to – that's what I was going to say. How, who's sitting on their points? Who gets to sit on I'd, their points? You know? I don't really uh, – No, it's not a question to answer. Oh, oh, oh. Just I'm trying to think. Of, like who actually has – No, points. but that's a question for our audience to explore. I think you so, can like, have – if who's you get
1: injured, you can like freeze your points. I don't know for how long. It's like X amount of time you can freeze your points for injury and pregnancy. I think that's that makes sense. what you can do. He um, said
0: amen. Sam said amen. Uh, cool. <laughs> Big-time um, referee, indoor referee. Oh, nice. In Hawaii. Go ahead. Uh,
1: yeah. I, I, so you can have these points, but I think because of COVID, everyone who had points, I think 2020, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that the 2020 season, those three events that they had in Long Beach didn't count for points. Okay. So I think that people still had points from 2019 in 2021 so they had points from two years ago right versus all of me taryn Kristen tony all of us younger generation coming in mm-hmm. i mean at least for me i played indoor and so i never did avp events until yeah. this summer right. and so this is like my first time trying to get some points and i did okay i did decent i qualified for atlanta i played in manhattan was on and i did okay in some of the avp next so i got some points i have like 700 points or something like that yeah.
0: Um, Which is what you would have if somebody picked you up on a temporary relationship. For sure. The and, math, and, do you see how the math no, works No, I get this it. One? Yeah. Okay.
1: And I. that's been the hardest thing for me, I think, in this sport. Yes, it's an individual sport and you have to motivate yourself and all these things. It's expensive and we're not making that much money. All these things. But I, I love the community ass I loved being at UCLA and playing in college because it was so team-oriented, even though Beach is you and your partner.
0: Yeah. You still were on and a there's team. there's a shitload of things you didn't have to pay for, it too. Man. Well, it's great exactly. not, having, not having to have exactly. a me- gym membership, Yeah, not having to pay for coaches. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I, I know. I'm still trying to figure out the coach. I mean, there's so many things, paying for travel mm-hmm. and all this stuff. But the hardest thing for me, is, I mean, you know, I'm I'm sensitive. I'm a softie. I, lo- I love my relationships with people. I love... Like one of my favorite things about this sport is the the friendships and the connections that I've made. And it's so hard because you kinda have to be on you're on your own and you have to look out for yourself. And I always want to look out for other people and help other people, especially even me and my partner. Like, Mm. I don't ever want to bail on my partner. And maybe there's a time where like you should bail because there's this really great opportunity, but I don't want to burn the bridge with the person that I'm playing with. I don't want to bail on them. And so maybe I need to get more cutthroat and more gnarly. It's, it's, it's something I'm trying to figure out because I can be, if, if I really need to be, or if I really want to be, but I'm sensitive. I'm so, and I love
0: people. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Like you have partner, um, you do have partner breakup guilt.
1: I don't like breakups. I don't, I hate that. That's even like, uh, it's so hard. Like is, I'm done most, I'm in a very emotional person. So when I'm, when is, I, does
0: it feel like breaking up with a boyfriend?
1: Yes. It's terrible. He's like, I'm glad you
0: asked that. Of course. It's terrible.
1: Unless you end on bad terms or it's mutually mutual thing. But again, this is so new for me. I don't, I haven't really had like partner breakup really. Like I went through a couple different partners last season, but none of which were like, oh, we had this bad breakup or whatever. Like, you know, we all were all I played with Megan Kraft and Abby and and then I played with Tony and I was going to play with Lexi, but she had an opportunity to play with Maria Salgado and they did great. And so I committed to a bunch of girls, younger gr- people my age, college players um, that either had called, you know, they had to go back to school for the later events or they signed up with another per- partner for this event, which is totally fine. Like me and Meg played in Atlanta and then she signed up with Tina for Manhattan. And they were obviously like play with Tina. She's incredible. And then she had to go back to school. So, and I played with Abby. I loved playing with Abby. She's awesome. She's a great friend of mine. And so I never really had like a breakup really. And then I, you know, me and Tony did well in the ABP next in Clearwater in October of 2021 and kind of been playing ever since. So I haven't really had to go through that, but that's literally like my biggest fear. Like I, I hate that. Yeah. And I, and it's, you know, right now, you know, people want to talk about partner stuff and, hey, what are you doing and this, that. And you have to be straightforward. It's a balance between, like, being straightforward but not being a bitch. Right. Like, you have to kind of find the balance of, well, you know, and being yourself at doing, the same time. But be I think honest. you're doing the
0: right thing because yeah. it's a conversation that you're, you, the two of you um, uh, were in full disclosure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you were very explicit. Um, in this, this temporary marriage or, or permanent marriage or whatever with Tony. So mm-hmm. it's something you uh, uh, as long as you're dialoguing.
1: We're communicating and on the same yeah. page. That's and this look, they're
0: still gonna be hurt if you break up, but it's it definitely softens the blow if it's something where they're like, shit, you know, I I, I didn't I can't say I didn't see this coming. I I, I I I had I you put yourself in a position where you expect the best, but you prepare for the worst. Yeah. Now with that being said, right? Kristen Nuss tearing clothes needed points to qualify atlanta did they care no no they just went and did it. no yeah. mastrini and mastrini mm-hmm. and larissa had to qualify for chicago did they care no made the finals actually mm-hmm. so Nuss and cloth won actually that first game was like 21 11 mm-hmm. so i don't know i don't know <laughs> i don't know who's doing video work for sponsoring and clays but man <laughs> that's like walking down the street in new york and then someone randomly walks by you and like punches you in your face and you're just like yeah why i mean <laughs> they're the so what did i do they're <laughs> no but my so all right here and here's it leads me to my second yeah. question how good do you feel you are as an individual if not collectively as mm-hmm. a team that you feel like you you um maybe are not do, doing that ball shit that the uh, the brazilians and close enough they're doing but qu- qualify as close enough mm-hmm. and i think you are close enough because if you if I'm reminding people, to, 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 to who did you have to beat? Well, tell everybody who you had to beat to get into Atlanta.
1: To get into Atlanta. Uh, the first Who's team, the most important? Fuck, I, beat, I beat Larissa and Lily in the second. That's round. it.
0: That's all. I mean, the other. And people, then I had to
1: play Lexi and Maria yeah. Salgado in the third. It's, we're round. not
0: obligated to remember the mm-hmm. others because if we were, they would have been in the main fucking draw. I'm mm-hmm. just being real. Yeah. This that's a real team you beat. That was a bronze medalist team uh, 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 playing with uh, um, a partner who brings new meaning to the word chemistry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you story about them? Yeah. And They're awesome. I've never told. I never said this on camera, yeah. but I think I'm ready. Um, because it's related to this uh, and just um, forgiveness and understanding and mm-hmm. empathy. I'm at Coconut Beach, right? Uh, um, I got some center court spots to call, mm-hmm. specific, mostly the men, yeah. and mostly the Cali Bear athletes, yeah. Rafu and Ed or yeah. whatever. So yeah. they hooked it up so I can call all of their matches. Yeah. I ended up calling the finals. And the semifinals, Larissa and Lily. And I said, man, they look good. And it's one of the players, and I won't name him. I'm going to protect him because I want to fuck him up. Um, so that's not that's not Lily. That's Larissa. And I'm like, No, that's, that's, that's not Larissa, (laughs) the cheekbones or whatever. And then his friend next to him says, No, that's Larissa, right? So then I call someone over. And I'm not gonna say his name either. And I'm like, because I'm on on the stage and he don't want to come over and I'm on the stage and I'm bending down.
1: Yeah.
0: Is that woman Larissa? And then he looks at the other two guys and he looks at me and says, Yes. So I find that it's this inside joke. They they pull this rib on me, and for an entire match, which they deleted by the way, I'm calling her Larissa. Yeah, I'm rockstar. I'm I'm giving bios on people. I knew Andrew when Andrew won the Pot Dentler won the Pottstown Rumble. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, his career at George Mason. So I'm just, I'm um, I'm in my mode. Yeah, and, and and I felt like it all got straw man and ruined by me calling this fucking person. I sh- oh, what yeah. i should know better yeah as long as i've been in the indoor and beach game i should know that's fucking no larissa yeah so i'm just being open about that story so atlantic city i had to buy her flowers not had to but i was he like did. look here's flowers for you here's flowers for her here's some dark chocolate for you here's some dark chocolate for her here's a slunks tank top t-shirt i only got one y'all gonna have to fight each other over. but <laughs> but I, I, all i'm trying to say is i'm sorry Yep. i said my birthday's this weekend and the only thing i want for my birthday is your forgiveness and then um larissa says don't make me cry and she gives me a hug and, and, so and, and we squash it yep. i actually have that on video because dougie fresh yeah dougie fresh taped it for me because mm-hmm. dougie fresh said they're mad at you and chris chips whose response is like dude that you fucked up they're mad at you and i'm just like i don't want my entire weekend to be ruined yeah to be to take this this small moment as this straw man fallacy so and it's weird because it was supposed to be connected to this and I think mm-hmm. I messed up. I think I messed up. No, you didn't
1: I mean it that's the thing though. That I wanna I that's a good point is how easily she forgave you and
0: how, how sensitive she is too. Dark chocolate does that for a woman. Yeah, it does. Antioxidants the flowers, yeah. yeah, man. Aphrodisiac? Yeah. <laughs> it was red panty night that night. Damn it.
1: There's the tangent. There it is. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, we're deleting this
0: live. What okay. I was saying <laughs> <Please>.
1: <laughs> is when you play them on the court, they're gnarly. Like they're Yeah. They want nothing to do with you. Like they are super ultra competitive. But every time off the court, they've been so sweet to me. I love their little baby. The little blonde white haired. He is the cutest thing ever. I don't know whose parents come to every tournament, if it's Loris or Lily's parents. I think it's one of their parents, and they yeah. take care of the little the little baby, and they're the sweetest people ever. And I just think that's it's so cool. You can be super gnarly on the court, but then off the court, it's it's,
0: it's all good. we're all friends. We're, it's, it's
1: all good. And and they are incredibly talented, amazing players, especially now mm. that they play together. So when me and Meg beat them, that was, like it was huge for us. It was it was really. It's because I have so much respect for them. That, that's much, why it
0: means so much how much did that help your psyche
1: a lot a lot and just and like all the work we put in and then you go and compete against these girls and you win and then we qualified we ended up beating spawns and clays and that was one weekend where i was like i finally feel like i belong here because it's hard when you're first getting into this like you know to feel like you're good enough to do it. Cause you come out of college. Yes. You know, I was in the ones at UCLA. I had won national championships, these things, but still you come out here and you're by, you're on your own and it's, you have to motivate yourself. Yeah, You have to, unless you have enough money to pay for a coach and pay for all these things that, you know, help. I mean, I didn't have a coach. I didn't have, I wasn't lifting. I wasn't doing it. I was just out there playing and I, I finally felt like I believed in myself, but you know, what was cool too is playing with Meg and, pretty much everyone I've been playing with which is why it's so important to me is I was having fun right. and I was enjoying I, enjoying what I'm doing like why why do it if you don't enjoy it and I think with this whole points thing people may lose sight of the fun in it like they want to people want to do so well obviously I want to do well too yeah I want to be in the main draw I don't want to have to qualify that sucks it's tiring but I, you know if you're playing with someone who's fun and you enjoy playing with maybe you go play an extra three matches four matches and you're more tired, but You're still having fun, and you know if I start playing this game like it's my job, uh, you know I don't think that's going to go very well for me. Obviously, I need to be super competitive, and I need to be mature and responsible, and all all these different things. But at the end of the day, you know I woke up and I I was on the beach this morning playing volleyball, and when I'm playing, I feel like did it feel like yoga. Kind. I mean, well, today was a little more frustrating. I am working on a lot of things and I was pretty bad today and I was tired from F45. But that's the thing is, you know, when you're out there, maybe when you're working on some stuff, you're having a tough day on the beat. You know, it's just not your best day. You're like, shit, that sucked. But then, you, 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 you know, I got off the sand. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, that's my bad day. If that's my bad day. then this is a good freaking life. life. It's a good freaking life. And I'm just content with, you know, I'm starting to make more friends around here because I'm from Southern California, but I was commuting from San Diego. So like all last summer, I just didn't really feel like I had really infiltrated the group and like really felt like I belonged. Like when I qualified for Atlanta, I'm like, okay, I deserve to be here. I can compete with these girls, but I still was like not friends with everyone because I just didn't know anyone. And now I'm finally hanging out with more people and I'm spending more time here because I live here now. And I am feeling like I belong now on and off the court in this area. Cause this is a, this is a tight little bubble around here. Like this, this is yeah. a, it's a small little community. It's a small family. And if I can keep making these friends, I mean, that's, it makes me so happy. And mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I'm in a very good spot in my life mentally. Like I'm mm-hmm. just really content with my life. And yes, the partner stuff is stressful. And yes, thinking about the money stuff is stressful. I'm broke all these different things, but like, this is a, damn good life and I'm just really happy to be here and to be competing against the best people to be competing with the best people and like like if I wasn't playing volleyball I wouldn't be sitting here right now doing this and talking to you and And, like this is a connection that I've made that I'm so happy I made you know what I mean like I'm not just
0: look I'm not just professionally um eternally grateful Mm -hmm. but I am personally Mm -hmm. um giddy uh, yeah. at what we're doing right yeah. now shooting back and forth like it's a fucking tonight show okay so, we're just um, in
1: your chat like this is it's <clears throat> just casual it's fun this is so yeah. natural it's like it's,
0: it's selfish on my part because I knew <laughs> I knew the conversation we have would be colorful enough mm-hmm. to get to, to to increase viewership so some of it's selfish I know you right? have
1: all your questions right here have we have we gone through any of them yet or <laughs> um,
0: actually <laughs> some there were some some that, scattered. that were supposed to be in the middle <laughs> but I'm just there were two I could just cross yeah. off now yeah so there's uh, two important things I want to say before I have my, uh, a question for yeah. you. One, I really love the story about Larissa and, and um, mm-hmm. Lily. I was going to say Tilly again. Uh, um, <laughs> being gracious in victory or defeat. Yeah. Because you are a West Coast person and you do know that out here we have something called California sore Winner. Mm-hmm. The, these people are your friend. How you doing? Where you from? And then when they beat you, sometimes they act like dicks, all right? You see it more in the indoor scene than the beach scene, but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It does exist, mm-hmm. okay? Two, um, John Mayer. Um, and this is leading to the question mm-hmm. about um, surrounding yourself with people that you love and trust, and that make it fun for you to come to work. All yeah. right, so john mayer i was the director of operations which is really just another way of saying assistant coach because you re- you're only allowed to but exactly. it's the big fucking yep. secret before yep. the gig is up and we got it <laughs> you got to tell these do you got right you got to tell these do um yep. doos yep. to shut up yep. Yep. um <laughs> yep. i mean right? alzina couldn't yes. be a do there's no fucking way alzina alzina mm-hmm. had to be a coach but um and and he's on here too mm-hmm. so he's awesome. um so john mayer at the end of practice says something that if you do it the wrong way, it makes people feel bad about themselves. But he didn't. He says, Look, he says, right, guys, you can come to practice, right? And I I saw some of you out there doing your own thing. And, and that's okay, because so you have a choice, you can come here and you can just do all the things that you're good at, you know, and get a couple of reps and and you leave and you feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. He says, but do you get better? And a lot of people like no, and he's like, Well, no, not no, he says, maybe, but maybe not. And he says, um, but you, you present an option of no, mm-hmm. right? You, the option of yes, you can, maybe you get better is still there. But now you just open another option to not get better. He says, or you can come to practice. you can get your, And some things you get your butt kicked. And you leave and you learn something. And you still feel better. Yeah. And he says, does everyone understand what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, yes, coach. And this leads to my question. Where are you right now? As far as par- people to scrimmage against, mm-hmm. coach coaches you trust, mm-hmm. okay? Sponsors who who back you. Where are you as far as building and presenting an environment where you look forward to coming to work?
1: Yeah. I... It's <clears> a very good question. Thank you for
0: being patient for the whole fucking story. That's a
1: very good question. I... Gosh. I'm kind of in the middle here, so I have some sponsors, and I have some coaches that I trust, but I haven't committed to any coach yet because it depends on, you know, both partners need to like them. I need to be able to afford it. All these different things. That the fact that I even think have to parts, think about yeah. it is crazy, but I have to. Um, I love the training groups that I have, I've been playing with everyone and anyone on the beach. I mean, it's cool. Like everyone has each other's phone number and every week it's, it's different people to train against. Sometimes we, we repeat, but it's fantastic. You you know, like, and, and it's really cool to see what, you know, for example, we trained, um, against Kelly and Betsy the other day and I, I love, they were, their energy was great and I loved the practice that Jordan ran. Like I just, I thought it was really cool, you know, different than anything I had seen before but i i i love the community i've been training against and, and pretty much everyone i've been training with or against has been super awesome so i'm totally content there the coach thing is is one thing that i'm definitely lacking um mostly because of financial stuff
0: yeah the ones that actually know they're, they're what they're doing don't come cheap
1: yeah All right. exactly mostly because yeah. financial and <clears throat> you know Me and Tony, we're like, we're both training with other people too. We're we're still season until May. We have our options open. And so it's like, okay, if I train with someone who has a coach, I'm going to, you know, that's great. And I'm the type of person to like, I'm pretty flexible with whatever coach, like, as long as you know what you're talking about, which pretty much everyone out here does. I'm, I'm okay with the feedback you give me. And I have all these things that I want to work on. So I just present that to them before the practice. Like, hey, I, I got a lot of shit to work on. These are three things that I really want to focus on. If you see it, let me know. And that helps a lot give them the feedback that I need to continue to get better. Um, and then the sponsor stuff is great. I got an Oakley sponsorship and then I have another sponsorship um, from a company back home and they're giving me a good chunk of money which is great and obviously i want to keep building that because i i, I want to and i'm working I, i'm the Miracosta um jv coach for the beach volleyball team which is awesome i'm getting good i'm getting good money for that but it's only a couple Who, times a week who's running it nancy reynolds okay well i call it nancy mason is how i know her but i think right. reynolds is her
0: married name now i think yeah. i don't think she minds either um, i don't think she cares either right. she's you, and she's great yeah when you build a name right yeah and I, and
1: I trust her too and she's awesome and um, so I do that a couple times a week, but then the sponsor stuff helps. I want to start competing so I can, you know, it's always great to compete and get some money on the side. That's really exciting. Um, I would love to lock down a coach partner and a few more sponsorships. That would be ideal. But like I said, I'm, I'm pretty content right now with where I'm at. I'm i have found a way to not really stress about this stuff. I really, I truly believe that everything's going to work out how it's supposed to. <clears throat> and as long as I'm putting in all the effort and I'm making the connections and it's not only effort on the court, it's effort off the court. It's going to the weight room. And also the, the amount of text messages that I'm sending and receiving during the day, just volleyball related is crazy. Like there's a lot of moving pieces. Like uh, this girl, it was a funny question. This girl that, I was giving a lesson to she's like so what do you do like during the day like what do you do like what's your job like if as a professional player what do you do I'm like well I practice in the morning normally sometimes in the afternoon I like to play in the wind just to get the wind training but most people play in the morning Um, sometimes I coach in the afternoon and I'm like I was sitting there thinking like what do I do every day during the day like sometimes I lift but a lot of it is like I'm just at home and I'm not doing work. I'm not getting paid to do what I'm doing. But I'm all these moving pieces. And like, okay, this the sponsor that I have at home wanted me to order some bathing suits that they were going to reimburse me for so they could put on their company logo on it. And like, that took me a couple hours to just, you know, look through bikini. It's like all these related things that like doesn't seem like it would take up that much time. But it does. Like, there are so many moving pieces. Like, coordinating practice. Like, I'm currently, I'm always... You know in my planner trying to plan stuff doing stuff like the sandcast, all these little things that are centered around volleyball but it's not really work i'm not getting paid to do it but it it's, all goes into but it's your it's, brand it all goes into it yeah it's your brand mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: look right now given your age you are in a position where um and because you're totally oblivious to it it's the most liberating feeling in the world this is <laughs> this is one one less thing you got to stress the fuck out about all right you are in a position where your brand and your bottom line are the same thing mm-hmm. right um this is why i ask you questions and i'm having fun or whatever but i'm for the avp and anyone watching i'm not gonna i'm not gonna ask this girl a question that's gonna fuck with her brand i pro- <laughs> I guys i promise you i attack volleyball players with volleyball and, yeah. right and, and if that's and if that's the problem they could step off mm-hmm. but um you're in a position, and I hate bringing it up because I don't want you to go home thinking about this.
1: No, I mean, brand, I've probably already your, thought about your it. Your brand
0: and your bottom line. For educating the people at home, your bottom line is your groundedness. thats your rent money. That's how you. That's how you eat. That's how you live. That's how you. Mm-hmm. That's the, the bed you sleep on. Your brand is something that you. I'll just say it straight. It's a lot of fucking free work you got to do to to eventually get paid, mm-hmm. right? And I think you, you, you are in a very good place because as long as you keep your nose in the work, you're not thinking about those other things. Because stress is a real thing, man. Stress will make your fucking belly round, okay? It's you're doing 100 real. sit-ups and because you're stressed yeah. and you're like, I still got this, I still got this kangaroo patch. Yeah. So, um, and that was something I wanted to point out. I, th- I think that at least on, on a positive note, you do a really good job keeping your nose in the work. And California, I'm trying so, to something yeah. I moved about. Move, I learned about New York, moving New York to California, is one you're gonna love this one. Um, sometimes it's not fair, such it's, such it's, is life, such as life. Okay, but uh. and two, and you're gonna love this one. If you don't take that fact, kicking and screaming, you do get rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking from personal experience, and yeah. I'm not talking about life experience because I'm old, old, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't say the f-word okay um fart it's already already happened but, um, yeah i'm 100 sure uh, look if i ever ran for office they're gonna have plenty of material on yeah. me. And, uh, and i'm just gonna be like um yeah i said that what else you got you know but um <laughs> i my cancel uh, but um they were you get rewarded for not taking that fat kicking and screaming and uh, again not making this about me but just my last five years since I moved here Mm -hmm. and the stresses that I had to do to build um, what this little brand I'm doing flying Mm -hmm. and still flying under the radar, which I'm very comfortable with. I hope Mm -hmm. this podcast never blows up the way some people are, because now all of a sudden, you know, you feel like you got to change up shit Mm -hmm. and now you start feeling the the pressure on the walls and what people think about you. So um, the piece of advice I can give you, and I don't really need to to give it to you because I've been doing this a long time and I see this, you know, it's not fair. But you're not taking that back, kicking and screaming like a little, a little um, person, <laughs> <laughs> a little girl, <laughs> sexist, a little midget, <laughs> heightist, <laughs> a little bitch, <laughs> sexist. <laughs> take this like a little, uh, <laughs> a little something. Look, I'm. T- I like t- you're like I a dude like with it. long hair. I like talking to you, man. I just like, I just, I, dude, I said red panty night on this podcast. You did. You, did. <laughs> so, you did. Hey, let's um talk about something that might make you cry. Okay, we're oh, going through great. this bevy of emotions, so oh, hold on great. to your seat. And it's the very first question I asked, and it has nothing to do with timeline. Mm-hmm. So 2020, you're finally hitting your stride. You're playing mm-hmm. with Monkhouse, right?
1: 2020, I was playing with Abby.
0: Abby. Oh, Van Winkle. Mm-hmm. Right. She's a freshman.
1: She was a sophomore at the, t- at the uh, time.
0: Oh, because 2019 she was a freshman. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I remember that because I did a BVNE, Beach Volleyball National yeah. Event, where Stein had the freshmen and seniors play yeah. together. So yeah. I think it was Sponson and Van Winkle. That was it pretty, may have been, yeah. Against yeah. Tina. And um, uh, uh, it might have been Coppola. Yeah. But um, all right, here's my, my point. 2020, you're doing good. You're having a good time, mm-hmm. all right? You're over, you, you cheated on the test, but you're over that More, shit, right? You, yeah. you, you got sent to the principal's office, <laughs> yeah. and everybody loves you and forgives yeah, you. Good. I'm like Joan Ro- Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. I'm like Whoopi Goldberg, right? They, they, people love who they want to love, and they love some savvy. 13 and 2, all of a sudden, the pandemic hits. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the, the whole world goes to hell, mm-hmm. and you're in this environment where you're just thinking about volleyball, and then you are in, in a certain place, and everybody says it's shut down, and you're like, what's going on so my question it's like i should have just asked this in the first place instead of doing all this shit no this is good where were you when they told you this i asked dane this question too i asked john mayer um i asked Corey evan Mm -hmm. uh first podcast Mm -hmm. and he got fucking he was welled up in tears um he's soft um we love him for it too where were so where were you when you when where were you were you flying were you are in the middle of playing a game where were you when they said it's it's done
1: mm-hmm. so we the day before pretty sure it was a wednesday we were at usc playing usc and pepperdine and they were like you can only have two guests per player we were like, what is like what is going on like why can we only have two people come because of this thing called covid we we didn't know like none of us really knew no. about it and they limited it to two like my mom came and i maybe my aunt came i can't remember maybe it was just my mom um and i remember i was hanging out with some friends that night woke up the next morning i was in acosta which is our like athletic facility and i'm hearing like i see stein and he's like i got some bad news i'm like
0: what like i'm pretty sure we are going to lift weights yeah and you're like you caught me cheating on another test. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, exactly.
1: No, Actually, no, I didn't do that anymore. I learned my lesson when I did that.
0: I learned my lesson. Almost got her. I learned my lesson. You might fold them to question me, girl. <laughs> uh oh. Go ahead.
1: Um, no, but he
0: just was like, <laughs> he said he has bad news. Bad news,
1: and I'm like, like what? And he pretty much told me that we were done.
0: <laughs> and
1: we had everyone show up and. It was so weird. It was the weirdest thing. There, it's you. There's like a t- the staircase that goes up, and they sat us all down on the staircase. And they told us our season was canceled, and it starts, like, raining. Like, a light rain. But it was just, it never really rains here. So it was, like, it just started raining, and we were all just sitting there, like... We had so many questions, but at the same time, like, there weren't... It, nothing was... At that time, we didn't really care for We All we cared about or really knew was that our season was done. And for me, I was like, so I'm done. I'm done with school. And I think at that point, we'd already gone online class. They'd already switched it to online. And so, yeah, it was on a Thursday. And we all just were like crying i mean i was crying we were all crying we we're like what is going on because they're they had never mentioned not, right then there wasn't the the fifth year covid fifth year that wasn't a thing that wasn't right away that wasn't addressed
0: no so they, i was like
1: i'm done with college school volleyball all my friends all these experiences i like done in and, like and, and overnight it finishes like this mm-hmm. so i was a wreck and we all ended, we ended up going, uh, there was like 12 men's volleyball players living in a house at the time. And so all of us went over to their house and we all just kind of, we, we did our best to make light of a really terrible situation. And we all hung out and we all went out that way. It, it's crazy. Cause I remember going out to like the bar, the bar, our our local bar. And it was full of people, so our season was canceled. Class was canceled, but the bar was still but open, it like the Wild Wild which it West, which didn't make which didn't make sense. But we all pretty much celebrated like it was our last time together. And I packed my bags up that Sunday and I went home, home to San Diego. And i I didn't know what was on. It was the weirdest thing. And I went home and was home for months. And then they called me and they're like, you know, and I I was sitting there like if if this COVID fit it was a Instagram trending on Instagram like let the seniors have their COVID fifth year, and I was like I'm not coming back. I just didn't want to. I was like, I was done with school. Like I was just ready. I was mentally ready to graduate. And being a senior is is hard. Leading a team is 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 tough. And. It was a season where there was a lot of partnership switches. I didn't know if we were going to win. Like, LSU was kicking ass. I was stressing. I was like, this might, be like, uh, I don't know. I was like, you know what? Maybe this. And like I said before, I think everything happens for a reason and what's meant to be will be. So I was like, maybe this is a sign that I should be done. Like, I didn't know what to think. The more I thought about it, the more I talked with my parents, with my coaches, I'm like, I'm a freaking idiot if I don't go back. Like, why would I not go back to UCLA? Why would I want to graduate from college and go be an adult? Like, why would I ever want to do that? So I obviously went back. I'm so glad I did. Um, It was really, really hard. We had so many restrictions. We couldn't hang out with anyone that was outside of our apartment, not even our
0: teammates. So it was a quarantine.
1: Yes. Right. Yeah. But not even, like, I could only hang out with my four roommates, three roommates, which were my teammates, but, like we tried to have a team bonding thing outside. I, we're we're at my apartment. It was a Saturday during the day. I had all of us over. And so the neighbors called the cops on us because we had a gathering larger than like whatever the gathering size was supposed to be. But we were all practicing together. Like it was literally just the team. So, you know, we tried really hard. I, you know, and I talked to Wendy Jones about how hard it was like trying to lead a team or trying to Cause like I mentioned it also, I love the camaraderie. I love the group. I love
0: sisterhood. Yeah, Exactly.
1: And we couldn't really do that. And it was, I think that's why we had such a, you know, it was so hard for all of us because our culture at UCLA is so strong with that sisterhood and with the, you know, being a super tight group and we couldn't do any team bonding. We couldn't hang out with each other. We couldn't do anything together. And so, um, you know, we we kind of, we figured it out. We won Pac-12s and USC played incredible in Gulf Shores, and like they they beat us, and that's and that's that. But I don't regret coming back and not winning. Like I think I learned so much that fifth year. Um, it was you know, I and I I miss college. Like I was so ready to be done, but I miss school. Like everyone should stay as long as they can. Tony stayed for seven years. Stay as long as you can. It's great. Um, can you
0: appreciate? Yeah. Can you appreciate you um, the effect that you had coming back? And it's hard. You're a pretty humble person, so it's really hard to ask your ego-driven question. But <laughs> Can you appreciate how different that 2021 season would have been without you? Can you appreciate that someone had to step up and be a leader? And when you came to UCLA, they had leaders aplenty right mm-hmm. it wasn't you, you you're like okay if it's not my role good nah, that that's her it's hers it's her all right we're good mm-hmm. um can you appreciate how important that season because look you 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 guys are two-time champs right so if you don't win it's a fail but that's not a fail making the fucking finals mm-hmm. it's not a fail making the fucking finals <laughs> yes, all right, right. And, and that wasn't an easy year either right no. right lsu wasn't just top deep no, they were we lost good. to lmu too yeah. in the second yeah. round well, L- like LMU, they do their homework, and that was, mm-hmm. the, and that's the best coach coaching NCAA mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. That's that's, um, you know, without without an army of people, he did it with his fucking brother, yes, yeah. okay, and Carissa Cook, who's, mm-hmm. who's not a, who's not a coach, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she's a coach, but but not really. Mm-hmm. So um, stop. But um, can you appreciate how important that was? You being. I mean, I like t- to the,
1: think that
0: allow yourself they would be okay. allow yourself to indulge. This is this is real talk, here. This isn't no yeah. ego shit.
1: I mean, I, don't, I I I was the only person that had been at UCLA for 5 years. So I I had been through all the ups and downs, everything. So I I think it 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 did help. I mean, I don't know. I this is a hard question for me cuz I I like to think that if I didn't come back, they would have found a way and they would have been okay. But I I, I was there for f- 5 years and so I did have a lot of experience, but it was really really hard. Like for me, for everyone, and for Stein, I mean, the amount of phone calls I had with Stein about, you know, how's this person doing? What are they up to? What are they thinking? Stein cares so much about about us, and yeah. he isn't all. his Stein's a very emotional guy too. He cares so much, and so the fact that Stein could I think that's what made him a good coach. Us, coach too. I think so too. Yeah, and we had our ups and downs too. Like sometimes I was like, "You're too emotional," or are "You this that," but like. Stein, every I tell them like the girls I coach, I'm like everything I tell you, I learned from Stein and Jenny, and I'm just regurgitating everything they told me because they're incredible. Also, well, let's
0: not forget about Jeff.
1: Well, Jeff. I mean, well, obviously that, that, that was Jeff best, and was Jose and everyone, they're amazing. Year. They're amazing, and obviously yeah. Matt Olson, Mike Plotcheck down in San Diego. I have so many amazing
0: coaches oh, on the beach, nice. but he's handsome. As Stein hell too. <laughs> I'm a little gay for Matt Olson, but go ahead. See, 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 I can't just let you flow. I'm a, I'm I, a, I'm a little gay and, for that dude. But.
1: He's yeah, he's awesome, but uh <laughs> we had so many amazing coaches and but Stein is very emotional and he wants to know like hey, is this person okay playing with this person? And we he couldn't even have like in, we couldn't even have individual meetings with the coaches cuz of covid. So he'd call me and we chatted so much about Team culture, team chemistry, team drama, and this, that. But like, he wanted to know everything, and he tried his best. I tried my best, and I was talking to Jenny all the time, talking to my teammates outside on the street because I wasn't allowed to go in there. Ha- like all these different crazy things because of COVID. But um, yeah. I mean, I think just having me there, just from a, just from like an experience standpoint, and had me seeing the how. You know what the culture's been like over the years, because I saw the culture when I first got there, and I saw how great it became, and then I also saw it starting to slip. Once the five senior was Az Carey, Zana, Sarah, and the McNamara twins, that was all gone. An yeah. incredible team, yeah. like and Elise Zappi, You know we had we had so many amazing people that had this culture, and they left, and it kind of was put on me a little bit, and having five big figures versus my fifth year was just you know there were other seniors but I was the only one that had been there the whole time and for five years it it felt like the weight of the world on my shoulders and I I saw it slipping because I didn't have like I didn't I'm I'm constantly learning and growing I'm still trying to learn how to be the best version of myself and some days I led this way and some days I led this way but I like I've mentioned I'm so emotional I let my emotions get the best of me sometimes. And when people are not following the culture, I take it, I take it offensively. Cause I'm like, this is the culture that these girls have built for us. And you're not following that. And like when I was a freshman, I was an idiot. So I get it. Like when you're a freshman, sometimes you're stupid and you want to go do dumb stuff. And you don't realize how frustrating it is until you're a freaking fifth year senior. And you're like, why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah. How did you conquer that? Um, a lot of, conversations with my roommates. I lived with, um, three others, two other seniors and a junior. I lived with Jacqueline Quaid, Leah Monkhouse and Lindsay Sparks. So I, uh, you know, we'd go home and, and talk about a bunch of stuff. And I call my parents a lot, talk to Stein and Jenny a lot. Um, and a lot of conversations with people that, you know, either I felt like were hurting the culture or people who were, you know, they, they could help but they weren't they were just kind of neutral and they needed to step up and help um and it was it was hard and and i just hope that the work that those girls did before us the work that i did and the work that my you know the uh, the class that i graduated with did like that continues to go cuz even though we had some you know a, a shaky you know 2020 2021 season with the culture I, I i do think that the team is actually doing really really good right now culture wise and i i hope that continues and i've talked to some of the girls lately and they've mentioned that like they had a conversation as a team about just because you're a freshman or sophomore doesn't mean you can't be a leader right. and i think with that young yeah. of a team and so many so many a lot of the seniors you know they're not even they have another year or they're still you know it just everyone seems so young still i think it's really cool that that and very important for for that team that young of a team to have voices from all different ages
0: right
1: so i think that's really important
0: but something, something weird just happened with my mic
1: i know i was i was like i can't really hear you Unplug it it's
0: all good and then, and then- that is
1: weird. Can they hear you still? Probably, or no?
0: Oh, they can hear an like,
1: echo. Echo through mine.
0: There. Okay, that's yours.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. I just.
1: <laughs> out of oh, nowhere. Shit, there it is. Oh, <laughs> came on. Un- that came unplugged?
0: Yes. Um, I'm just trying to figure out where it went.
1: <laughs> you uh, guys, this studio, the the technology in here is ridiculous. Ready.
0: ah uh, <laughs> we're back let's get busy We're back. <laughs> um so i follow up question how much does understanding somebody else's history come into play um so much. it has to so look much. uh i ran into delaney nuts and last mm-hmm. night um par- former pepperdine wave mm-hmm. uh launched uh I guess a, a coach there a little while in the Cicoli, and then the coach before that, right? But mm. now she's really hitting her stride. You want know to talk about, She's. I think you and her are kind of in the same boat as far mm. as momentum and, and playing your best volleyball at the right time. Mm. But I, I was. I told her to her face when I first met her, I didn't like her. I didn't like her because when I was at LMU, she was like, I can't be coaching and this and that. And John basically told me there's a way I can say things that's not coaching, but it is right. Mm-hmm. So, so when she's like, I can't be coaching, I'm like, I did a Conor McGregor on her. I said, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> I'm like, I said, who are you again? And she goes, I'm Delaney Nutson." and I, this or that. And the reason why she acted like that is because she worked so hard and so long to get to where she mm-hmm. got to she had to go. Anyone who she feels like is disrespecting the sport is, is is, is offensive. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you 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 can't treat that like business it's highly personal uh with that and that so so that's how she felt and it took me a while to understand and compartmentalize that um and that's her part and that's very much your boat too you 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 are offended when you feel like someone's not putting in the same effort Mm where where you where you 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 know you you see maximum potential because you live you, You, you should it. see me as a coach you right it. now coaching 16-year-old but, but girls. But with that, I lose my mind. Yeah, but with that being said, mm-hmm. got to know who the fuck you're talking to. Mm-hmm. All right? I'm, I kind of knew who I was talking to. I read her bio. She had no idea about me. She saw a guy with a Yankee hat who didn't, she didn't know that I was doing this longer than she's lived. Literally, longer than she's lived. So when she says I'm Delaney Nutzen, I I have a look and I say, okay. But my look says, watch yourself. I'll throw hot tea on you, but then you read the bio and then you see, um, the, the way she operates and the way she treats other people. And I say to myself, I say, self, you're you're a fucking asshole, Jay. You know you and, and you were wrong. You're trying to sneak some coach coaching stuff in, um, and 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 she called me out on it. So it's one of those things where. It took me so long to love and respect this woman, and she doesn't know, know this, I, but uh, I told her a little bit last night. But it, uh, th- it took a path of me to do that because mm-hmm. our level of offense of not knowing who each other was uh, um, crossed paths um, mm-hmm. um, the wrong way. Do you get what I'm saying? I completely get what you're saying. And, and that's kind of the question I was trying to ask you. Mm-hmm. I know 16-year-olds, you know, some of these kids in the South Bay, their mom don't even talk to them the way, the way some coaches do. But um, And that's what I was kind of getting at. There's some people, and, and, as, and as you continue to coach, there's some people you're going to notice that, they missed a play because they're, they're just not paying attention and, and then and then they're not engaged in that whatever. But then you you're, as you continue to coach, you're going to detect some people who see the ball and it drops in front of them. And they they're really not trying to uh, let the ball drop in front of them. There's a mental block that's preventing them from just moving their fucking ass. And you can't you can't suicide both of them, mm-hmm. right? You can't punish drill both of them, you have yep. to you as a coach, if you're going to be a fucking coach, right? And if someone's going to pay you to coach, you have to learn either on your own or through people to be able to d- detect these different personalities that yeah. might have a story you don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Why am I saying that? Why am I saying fuck so much? But um, um, you get what I'm saying, right?
1: Well, I do. And I think yeah.
0: being a coach
1: and being a leader, it's similar. And, you know, what I learned a lot again this fifth year was maybe this girl is not not that they're not trying but maybe they're having a tough day mm-hmm. like maybe something's probably going on in their life yeah. outside of volleyball that is restricting them from performing at a high level today mm-hmm. and that's something that you like it's it's hard to to learn that and to understand that and I think just whether it's one instance or this is a habit that's happening over and over and over again I think that there's always more to the story and I think that everyone, has their own story and you know you will quickly learn that they're you know like with the coaching thing there are some girls who just don't want to be there or they don't want to try they're lazy and there are some girls that like maybe they're maybe they have a tougher home life or maybe they had a gnarly day at school or there I feel like there's always more and so I had to learn like I can't just react if I see someone not go for a ball or I see someone acting a certain way I can't just react from my emotions. Like even if I'm frustrated, I have to consider that there's their side of the story as well.
0: There's something else in the play.
1: Exactly. And that's something I had to learn. And it, cause it's easy to see someone not trying and just to react and be like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah.
0: Everybody back line. And
1: I used to do that. Like at practice, I'm like, if you don't want to be here, then don't be here. Like that's just it. But can you appreciate you learn...
0: that's how you were taught though?
1: Yes. That's how I was raised. It's how I was taught. And you learn, you know, if you call someone out like that, like, whether they start crying or they react back at you or or it motivates them to try harder, th- there's always a reason as to why they react a certain way. You know what I mean? Like, there's just, there's so much more behind the scenes. And I think that's why this whole mental health yeah. thing is, is growing. And I think it's really important because you just never know what's going on. Even if it's something as simple as, like, they just didn't sleep because they were studying for a test. It could be something simple like that, but it could be something way more and in the you know with girls in college a lot of it's like you know mental health stuff body image stuff stuff with their boyfriend like there's all different kinds of reasons why someone might be having a bad day on the court and you have to consider that like we're not just athletes we're also humans too and we have lives outside of being on the volleyball court yeah and i think
0: that's where players who are uh, a lot of active players are club coaches all right and some of them you know they they do what they were taught yeah. and they're just they're just right parroting that mm-hmm. information and yeah. there's some who who wanna do it someday and they, and they they work a little harder, but on a general level, if a, yeah. an active player is coaching you, a uh, coaching a junior, they're not gonna mess up your game that much. They can only help. There's just a question of how how what level can they help? Can they help yeah. this much or that much? Yeah. And I'm only saying that because I'm happy that someone like you is doing that because mm-hmm. You will learn as much from them as they learn They learn from you because, I'm it, is, so it, is, because right, it is such a hypersensitive um, age demographic where they're still psychologically developing from what? A, a kid to a teen, a teen to a young adult, mm-hmm. an adult a young adult to a full adult. Mm-hmm. So everything is amplified fivefold. And when you see that and you detect that, you understand that about them. Hence, you understand that about yourself. Mm-hmm. This is why coaches, players learn more from coaching than coaches learn more from playing. Mm hmm.
1: 100 percent i learned how's so that much. from my job that's so that's true <laughs> i learned so much every day after practice i'm like wow oh, i learned yeah. so much not and i'm giving them coaching feedback and telling them i'm coaching them on stuff i'm like i'm actually learning about volleyball a lot here because this yeah. is stuff that i should be doing too but it's most of it's the emotional side and i i am emotional and i am putting a lot of time and effort into these girls and when i see girls you know one not trying or two I'm trying to just talk yeah. and they're like staring. They're like looking this way. They're like yeah. looking the other way. Mm-hmm. I'm like,
0: I'm over here. <laughs> and in,
1: in, in my mind, I'm like, that's the rudest thing I've ever seen in my time. And I get so frustrated, but yeah. I have to take a step back and be like, you know what? One, there might be more going on. And two, I'm also like, I'm not going to get to everyone. If I can teach a couple and they want to learn and they want to be there. Great. I have 30 girls on the team. I'm not going to get all of their attention 100% of the time or all of their effort 100% of the time. It's nearly impossible. But every day, you know, Evan's been coaching with me and we have the talk of like, you know, you have to keep working hard and you have to keep, if you want to, you know, the New York Coast is the best beach, you know, beach... What high school in the country or the or the state or whatever it is? There, I mean, they're it's incredible. The girls, there's some incredible players on the team. Yeah, it's
0: a factory, man. It's, and it's, yeah, it's, it's and I don't mean that in a bad way. No. no, it's it's this this place where kids can respect each other, mm-hmm. be on time, learn a discipline, learn yeah. how to play the sport. And if they're interested, they keep going. And if they're not, you really got to step off because there's there's so many people, right? So um, so, so it's it is a competitive environment, mm-hmm. and I think kids should be learning competitive environments at an yeah. early age, and I think. In this softest cotton generation, MiraCosta is, a, is kind of a super necessary thing to I happen, and, and, and especially in this community because we, can, yeah. uh, between you and me, we've coached all kinds of um, uh, um, I'll, I'll just say different personalities, yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. say brats or anything like that. No, different Do you know what me a coach if yeah. I can coach in D3 in New yeah. York, coach in Division Three? Because Division Three, there are a lot of people that are like, I have to go to work after practice, mm-hmm. I'm working from six o'clock to two in the morning, mm-hmm. um. I have a friend that was that or I have a player that practice because he spent the entire night because they trying to get his brother out of jail. Right. Um, and he was with the parents. He needed to be he needed to be with the parents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he comes to practice the next day and I'm like, where were you yesterday? And he's like, I had something to do. And I said, I don't care if it's your mother's bar mitzvah. You you make sure you get your ass to practice. And, you know, so that's me making the mistake. Um, at, but as a coach, maybe not really. But mm-hmm. but then understanding later, you're like. John, I feel like the fucking asshole. Exactly, I know. <laughs> so, so that's helped me immensely, and I, I and I'm really trying to be careful here because I'm not trying to say uh, the CUNY uh, City University System is just littered with troubled mm-hmm. kids. No, City College. Five of my kids were pre med. They're in the, mm-hmm. the, the, Sophie, the Sophie Davis School of Medicine, which mm-hmm. is top thirty, which is not you know California, it's but they sh- have a but their yeah. medical schools in New York. So, so. I'm very very careful to not say all of the kids are trouble but i'm saying when you coach division three and, and these kids are here and some of them they're just good volleyball players and they're looking for an escapism. and there's always going to be one player that you're like that's a soccer player who wants to play volleyball he's mm-hmm. not going to start but he's going to learn the game and be a, all right and yeah. then the next season you just you know it's it's your fingerprints you, exactly. you're proud as a coach because it's your fingerprints all over them mm-hmm. so but so many things i learned about different personalities mm-hmm. uh it's so and it's not I'm not talking about kids. I'm talking about adults. Yeah, doing adult shit. Yeah, working and putting themselves to school and deciding, I'm gonna give up sleep so I can play volleyball. So So, yeah. So but that's what's built my character as Mm -hmm. a coach. So anyone that's like, oh, you coach D3, and I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. You have no idea. You, you, (laughs) You think sitting there being an average mechanic in a room full of Ferraris makes you a coach? Stop. Mm-hmm. try being a great mechanic turning Ford Pintos into Tauruses <laughs> okay mm-hmm. then, then, then come see me yep. uh, leads me to my next question because I'm Kanye Weston oh, this right? is awesome um, volleyball at some, uh, for most of your life has been a form of escapism mm-hmm. so now that your escapism has become your career what's your escapism?
1: very good question
0: um
1: very good question. I still try and keep. It's such a awkward question for someone that's just about this. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's. These are your these make me think. It's good. It's. I smelled smoke from here, girl. No, uh, it's. <laughs> no, go ahead. I still try and keep volleyball as my escape. That's kind of this balance I've been talking about because it is an escape. Like if I can, if this is my career, that's awesome. But, you know what me and Evan have been doing, it's really fun. Like it's, even if we have practice at sunset, we'll go down to the beach and just pepper and mess around. Yeah. And that's a really good reminder of like, this is fun. This yeah. is still, even though, you know, maybe for two hours on this day in the morning, and then we have a lift, this is our job. Mm-hmm. It can still be an escape. And I'm also a very social person. So a big escape for me is just hanging out with people. I, I moved to a great spot here and I love having friends over and having company come over. I, and as much as I spend time on the beach, going to the beach and going surfing or just laying out in the sand, like, that's an escape for me. Going hiking, just being outdoors. I love going home, taking my dog to the beach. Um, you I want to travel more. <laughs> yeah, I want to travel more. Um, and just see more, more nature. Obviously, I'm going to get to travel with beach volleyball, but I want to continue to see some of the beautiful things in the world. and um I think that's a big thing for me. And it's something that's really cool that volleyball does for me. It, did, it takes me to these incredible places. Like I was able to go to Turks and Caicos. I was able to go to Mexico just to coach, which is so cool. I'm so excited to see where this sport takes me in like this country and, and throughout the world. It's, yeah. it's really cool. But I think that's what I'm trying to figure out. I, I want this to continue to be my escape. Like there's other stressful shit that goes on in, in all of our lives. And I... As much as it is my job, if I go to practice thinking it's my job, or go to a game thinking, "Oh, I gotta win this game so I can make this much money," mm-hmm. psh, like I'm not gonna perform at my best. Again, I do want to need to put pressure on myself. I do need to keep competing because that's. But I, but I don't, I don't compete because I want to make money. I compete because I love competing and I love playing the sport. Like right. I think that's what I'm still. You know, I'm. So learning but that's something that's so important to me is like i want to compete and do this because it's it's fun and when i'm competing at my highest level i'm having fun And when i'm doing that i'm gonna make more money anyway so why why and it sit and stress itself, yeah. it, it should all take care of itself and you know you need to be serious i need to take this stuff seriously and i do take it seriously like i'm getting after it i'm lifting i'm practicing all the time i'm doing things that but i'm also having fun with with the process i'm having a lot of fun at at improving parts of my game i've been playing pretty shitty lately but it's because i'm working on so many things yeah that it's it's exciting i leave practice i'm like ah, i played terrible but i'm learning so much and i'm growing so much physically and mentally so it's also exciting like and then finally i'll have a day where i'm like oh my gosh it all clicked like this everything i've been working on for this long is starting to click and that's really rewarding
0: yeah um but if you so cool. have a
1: bad mindset and it, it, like it, it, i don't think it'll work like because I, I, I don't i don't want to get burnt out and do i have do you see what i'm getting out. at with yeah. escapism
0: though mm-hmm. yeah do you know greg faulkner Mm-mm. greg faulkner he's an ex-player at cal northridge mm-hmm. big time middle um, probably the only african-american his height walking around the south Bay. yeah um he likes to sing karaoke twice a week yeah. tower 12 right last night i'm at Hennessy's with him um it's my escapism yeah. uh, theater performance because that yeah. was my major in college that was my escapism because when this and i'm sorry and, and if i interrupted you I'm, no, I, you're I, not I'm, at all. i'll make a note nope. and we can finish that nope, but, you're not at all. but um when my escapism became my career coaching commentating mm-hmm. i knew that i had to have something, something i can do a else. couple of days a week that allow me to cut loose Let it all out because in in your psyche and in your psychology, what you're letting out, one thing has nothing to do with the other. Yeah. All right. I had a bad day at practice. I'm singing. I'm feeling good by Michael Bublé. Mm -hmm. But the emotion (laughs) that comes out of it comes from the other thing. But the audience doesn't know that because you're just expressing yourself. Mm -hmm. And because I do that twice a week, it allows me to come back to work where I can function like a mammal. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to get into the whole speech of how the job can't save your ass because I think you were at the pod. That was the podcast. When, was was that with Wendy Jones or Tony? Mm-hmm. I
1: think with Wendy.
0: Remember, uh, I think I told a story about The Wire, the show, The, the No, Wire. that must have been with Tony. Yeah. I'm going to, well, good. I'm going to tell it to you. Yeah. There's a show called The Wire on mm-hmm. HBO. Dominic West, um, well, it was a show on The Wire. Yeah. Well, Dominic West, Brit actor, had to put on this perfect Baltimore accent to play a Baltimore detective. Yeah this guy was a douchebag he drank every night he cheated on his wife uh, multiple times he sold out his superiors he sold out his whatever but something he was is a really really good police he can crack a case he can crack a case he can crack a case and he goes from one case to another to another to another until finally his partner someone who was his partner told him the job can't save your ass mm-hmm. all right you're taking down this case and you think you're done but but now you feel like you have to do another one. You have to do another mm-hmm. one. And, and at the end, when it's all done and when you can't do it, what's left? What, what's left is what you chose to be your escapism from your career, family. Well, friends with different last names, if that's someone's thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, friendships, um, hiking, uh, knowing, knowing when to, to get out there and come back and do your job. Because yeah. I am telling her the same thing that you, I will tell you, the job. Can't save your ass. Mm-hmm. A sooner or later, it becomes so much where you want it so bad, and when it doesn't happen, it will eat you the fuck alive yeah. if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm—I don't mean to put it. I'm such a fucking hater, man. I'm—I'm I'm such no, a. No, I totally understand, uh, um, though. What you're um, saying. So, I'm telling you from an old vet, whatever to a, to this this promising just high technical um smiling bubbly personality volleyball diva uh did i say enough yeah that's enough. thank you from what's so, from one person to another <laughs> mm-hmm. all right because people could say what they want about my volleyball experience i got life experience i consider experience experience mm-hmm. okay <laughs> not failure experience yeah. experience make sure you stay disciplined on your escapisms, because mm-hmm. this thing has has become your 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 career, mm-hmm. and it can. St- I'm not saying you You're have. Not saying you I'm, can't I'm not saying they're mutually escape. mutually yes. exclusive. Yes. They can yes. be binary. Yes, but have something else mm-hmm. that allows you to do this longer. Yeah. Until you realize the day of the job can't save yep. your ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. Very good point. I agree. I mean, I, everyone oh, always
1: asks, like, what's your even on like little things that yeah. what's your favorite thing to do when you're not playing volleyball right and it's always like i don't know
0: yeah. <laughs> go to the and beach it, and, it, and it and it's not going to hit you yeah. i'm just trying to i'm just trying to make sure you don't get poked in the left eye 10 years from really? now i want you to make sure that you're having a good time and i don't want you to do anything else other than volleyball if it makes you happy mm-hmm. going to work makes makes you happy going to play makes you happy peppering with Evan quarter at night that's heaven you know you can't pay money to have a better time than than you on a sunset peppering with Evan, there pe- people can pay money and not have the same feeling you have yeah. uh, doing that. Mm-hmm. So that has to be said too, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm, I'm a, I feel like a hater here, and I'm not. You're I, not. No, and I I swear I totally, to the audience listening, you're not I'm not all. doing that. Okay, no, I don't um, think you are at all. Um, yeah, and I, I and, uh, um. I really like what I see. I, I like Thank watching you. you go through your process. I'm, Thank I'm, I'm, you. I'm a little creepy. I watch people from afar. That's fine. You know, hey, little girl. Hey, how are you? <laughs> What's your name? Um, <laughs> I think I said that last week, too. I don't look 51. I look like a creepy 35. I look like <laughs> one of them guys. Are like, watch out for that, dude. Oh my um, talk to me about China. You went with Tori Van Winden. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe, it was was it under 21s or something like that? Talk to mm-hmm. me a little bit about your experience traveling there and this and that. So. Yeah,
1: that was a tough one. That was kind of like my first travel event with USA when I was, it was like a U21 thing. I qualified to go with Tori. Um, and it's like 26 hours of travel or something just to get there. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Is
0: there a bed? <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: it's ridiculous. And mm. then just to put it short, we go, we, we're in the qualifier. Right, and we have to play Brazil the first round, and we lost Who our was very it? first game.
0: Was the, do you remember the Brazilians?
1: Yeah, they were younger. It was, I have them. I follow them on Instagram. I can't remember their names. I'll do off it. I'll, I'll. It wasn't. I'll, I'll plug it up it up on was B- not. BVB. It wasn't Patricia and. Um,
0: right, Anna.
1: Yeah, it wasn't them. Oh, Rebecca. Was, right, it wasn't Rebecca.
0: No, Rebecca is Vittor- not someone. Victoria.
1: Ah. And um, okay. another young one. Victoria. Yeah. But, um, we lost our first game and that, I mean, that freaking sucks. Like going all the way there and playing one game and losing. Are you kidding me? It's terrible.
0: Uh, uh, boo. Right. Yeah.
1: Sucks. And, um, <laughs> yeah, there, there's stuff it's... that went on on the side and you know, it, it was, it was a lot. And, and me and Tori kind of went through a lot. She, she transferred from UCLA and, um, you know, did her career at Cal Poly in Florida state. Um, and we've really come full circle since then. And, um, I also I hope she's doing. I haven't heard from her in a while, but I hope she's doing well with her ACL stuff. You know, she tore ACL. I know. I was. I yeah. call that match.
0: Oh, it happened it's so on. Sad. She's playing with Kelly Kalinske. Yeah, it's so sad. Um, just for the audience, just looking at that's who you, that's you. What was who was it was? Um, is Victoria and Victoria?
1: Yes, Vic, Victoria, Victoria and, and Victoria. Victoria. Yes, right. yes, yes.
0: Oh man, and you got LMU at Hermosa Beach. I remember that mm-hmm. too. That was, yeah. Yeah, they that were was, awesome uh, they was, played uh, really well yeah well that was sav and emma playing their best volleyball yeah, all the they right played time. yeah really, really you know stuff like that yeah um but sorry yeah go ahead no
1: i just think that that was one of my biggest learning experiences i think in my whole career because insane mm-hmm. with like losing to to sav and emma at the hermosa qualifier you i think i've learned so much more from getting my ass kicked than than winning and winning feels good yeah. It's it's a reminder of how hard you've worked, but I think though like flying all the way to China to lose one game like that was like traumatic like that was terrible it it just it's so humili you feel humiliated especially if it's your first time representing USA like that sucks and obviously I I, I did my best Tori did our best we want it's not like we weren't trying to win and that's just something that I learned so much from and and all you know. Yeah, at UCLA, I lost a ton of matches. Like especially in my in my earlier days, I lost to girls that I probably shouldn't have lost to. Games I shouldn't have lost, just because whether they played better or I had a bad game, it's still a game I shouldn't have lost. But again, I like those are those are the ones that like haunt me. Those are like that's the stuff that I've learned the most from.
0: Um, oh. I'm looking so, at the score. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm like, this girl's hard on herself, and I just saw the score. Oh, and I'm it was lying. bad. No yeah. It was bad. It wasn't good.
1: And like, um, I just, but I learned so much from that. You know what I mean? And, and I would do it again. It, but that's, that's the world tour oh, for shit, you. I mm-hmm.
0: wouldn't do 20 hours, man.
1: It's a lot. But, but yeah. I met so mm-hmm. many cool people. I learned so much. Like there were a lot of ups and downs that trip and I learned so much and I've grown so much from it. And, I, 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 that's the thing is like, there's a lot of, I've had so many experiences in my life that were bad or traumatic or I, I, but I would, I wouldn't change any of it because it made me, it sounds cliche, but it all shaped me to be who I am today. It sounds super cliche, but it does. But bears repeating. Yeah, It does. And, and I, I think that's a big thing with the world tour, like, especially with a qual, you can fly all the way across the world and play in a qualifier and lose, like, that's scary.
0: That's the life of but a gangster.
1: But that's how it is.
0: That's the life and of a gangster.
1: Exactly. And that's yeah. how it is. And and I wouldn't change that. And that's where you learn a lot. And, and maybe you lose, but you get to... You're in a cool country and you get to travel. And you get to experience a lot of cool things off the court. So, you know, I tried to make the best of my situation there. I Like I said, I met a lot of really, really cool people there. A lot of really cool athletes. We all still follow each other on Instagram. I haven't seen them in years since yeah. that. But I still... We all like each other's pictures and comment on each other's pictures, and we're still, we're still friends. And I hope that the older we get, you know, I'll, we'll see each other on tour. We'll do all these super cool things. Like Darby Dunn, she was playing for Team Canada there, and she, I practiced with her today. Like yeah. I met her there. And Darby. It's, yeah. yeah. And it, that's the, like obviously I knew her, you know, yeah. through LMU and stuff. But it's a cool thing. Like that's where we we actually hung out and like became friends that trip. And 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 that to me is really special. Like I said, I'll, yes, I lost. It freaking sucked. And yeah. I was in a different hotel than the people in the main draw. But every night I would go and hang out with these super cool people. And I met some really awesome young, we were all like 18, 19 years old. It was awesome. So yeah. I Darn, wouldn't, I Darn wouldn't Darn change so it. Pretty too. Yeah. She's gorgeous. And she's oh. so sweet and she's so awesome. Great volleyball player. And
0: in other words, Canadian,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. They're all perfect. They're all studs. They're so good at all. I know all of them. Yeah. The McNamara twins are out here too. I'm going to train with them next week. Good. I haven't seen them in a while, but, um, yeah, yeah, that, that was definitely an experience that was tough. And like looking back, I'm like, like that was yeah. emotionally exhausting. But again, looking back, like makes me smile because I have only grown from that and I've I learned so much and I wouldn't, I wouldn't change that experience.
0: Jeez, you just reminded me, we were talking about Tori Van Winden, mm-hmm. I, I, prom- I ran into her when she had the cast, and I promised yeah. her I would um, look for the file of the, of the, of the set, because I was hoping her and Kelly could keep playing, because if, if you saw the way they were playing before she got injured, which see. is how it happens, you, you, before you crash with an injury, at that time, and anyone that's chilling. ever played the sport, you're playing the best, you feel, and you're playing, you feel invincible, and you're playing the best volleyball you ever felt in your life. Mm-hmm. The, a few plays. That's how you feel before that shit happens. So, and I was just worried because she was crying and screaming, yeah, and, and it like was her. a mixture of pain, but also, I'm probably she. I mean, when you, when knew. you get hurt she enough knew. times, you're just like, when can I she be knew. back? And you're like, I'm not fucking coming back. I can't believe I spent all this. It pretty much with COVID, right? You spent all this time training in the preseason and making the team and forming this and leadership, and then someone just says, no nah, that's over. You know, it's like, dude, that's like being at a nightclub in yeah. New York and you wait online around the corner and you get and you finally get there and then the bouncer is like, You're not appropriately dressed, get out of here. And I'm just like Screw you, screw you. So um good. I brought her back up because I wanted to talk about Atlantic City. She um when that happened actually, I asked the replay guys. I said, I want to see a replay, let's see what happened, and the guys just looked at me, Like, no, yeah. like we're not supposed to show it and I'm like fuck out of here, you're not supposed what do you mean you're not supposed yeah. to show that, that it's, it's, it, this is a sport, we're yeah. hiding for it, it's not like Anderson Silva, uh, I don't know if you watch UFC, but Anderson Silva late kicked someone and got checked, and when it got checked, he broke his what uh, and they showed the replay and, and Rogan was like oh,
1: Didn't that oh, happen? It, oh God. That what happened to conor McGregor too? He kicked that guy and his ankle. He, he
0: well he when he kicked him, it was it was a mild fracture and then when he tried to plant he, off of it. It was just like Yeah. So man. Yeah. It's a doctor stoppage. I, I didn't I, lose. I I, I didn't know lose. I know it's a doctor I remember stoppage. I was watching, I was like, This is
1: ridiculous. <laughs>
0: He's such a legend. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So yeah. here's, a, here's a fun question. Do you think certain players have uh, more superpowers playing at a certain venue? Yes. Yeah. I, I agree. I,
1: I, watching Trevor and Try play in Manhattan this year was, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Like, they were incredible. And I feel the same way. Like, there are definitely places that, like, I love playing, and there are definitely places that I really don't like playing. Right. And, like, maybe this is biased, but, like, when I would go play at USC, I was like, ugh, like, I really don't like playing here. And you have
0: no powers here, Gandalf the Great. I literally had yeah. zero
1: powers, but also, like, I didn't like how the buildings were right there and the street was right there. I mean, like, I just never felt like I had, like, any of, like, none of my best games were at USC, I
0: can assure you of that. And right. maybe it's
1: because I'm, I don't know, I mean... I felt like fired up
0: enough but, to play them, but I just. But weren't wasn't that their only three losses your last season? Well, against us. Yes, US- USC had three losses, and I, all three of them were you guys.
1: I th- I know two of them were. Okay. At Pac twelve, I'm trying to think. The third one may have been earlier on. Okay.
0: Who won the Pac twelve ch- uh, championship? We year?
1: did. Yeah. Oh, wait, 2021. Yeah. Yeah, we did, and okay. then they won Gulf first. So yeah. Got it. Yeah, I definitely think that certain people play better in certain locations. Um whether it's comfort or it's somewhere that they've played before and had a good, you know, like, I think Molly Turner thrived in Chicago. And I think because she has fan, so many, so much family out there. And they, yeah. she had a huge fan base. Like, when your family's watching and you have a big crowd, like, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. It feels Part so team. awesome. Yep. Yeah, like, it's just, it's really cool. So those are just a couple that I can just think of off the top of my head. Um,
0: yeah, like, but, yeah. think about it. Sponsor Clay has only beaten us in cloth in manhattan beach mm-hmm. where they train all the time yeah. right? chicago um tight game two evenly matched teams either mm-hmm. you win or you don't yeah. right um atlanta that went three sets but it really felt like two set yeah. a two set loss they, yeah. they at no point did they feel like even in losing the second set they're like we're we're good we make adjustments on the fucking fly. Yeah, and, and they didn't, I didn't. They didn't bring Russell Brock. They brought um their blocking coach. What's his name? Drew Hamilton. Isn't Drew? Isn't Drew awesome?
1: I don't really know Drew that well. Yeah, but I've heard nothing but good things about yeah. him.
0: I yeah. met Drew at a BVNE because I was doing color commentary for Beach Volleyball mm-hmm. National Events, and because yeah. I, I was working for Duran, yeah. was her skills coach yeah. Yeah. skills coach for endless summer. I haven't
1: seen her in so long. Um, oh my
0: gosh. Yeah, she's still doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, she well, she's been doing them the whole time, yeah. just on a down low. Yeah. So. But um, yeah, I'm not with her anymore, but um, what what the hell was I going to say? Beach Volleyball National Events. I saw I Drew, Drew, Drew and I saw Russell, mm-hmm. uh, the recruiting showcases, mm-hmm. standing there just smiling and really friendly with everybody. And then I looked at their win-loss record like the last season because I just started doing research because I'm doing color commentary mm-hmm. and I want to talk about the coaches. And, and, and I'm like, wow these savages Mm -hmm. and these really really cool guys and they need to be strict when they have to and they need to be nice when they they have you know when they want to and um yeah and and it's no coincidence that those kind of coaches uh, um help players thrive uh create an environment where those players Mm -hmm. can thrive you could say the same thing about stein and and jenna right johnson jenny yeah jenny johnson yeah yeah. not jenna (laughs) not jenna jameson sorry (laughs) (laughs) completely different um uh, sport, should I say? Um, yeah, uh, mayor, just mayor mm-hmm. alone. Yeah. You know, Betsy Flynn is not a; she's not an upper or a downer. She's just a coach, but she mm-hmm. comp her. She compliments mayor. Yep. Aaron Mansfield, one of the best, one of the top five indoor coaches I ever met in my life. Yep. I put him up there with McCutcheon and Marv Dunphy. So, yeah, those people. It's no surprise that he's. He, they're very much uh, top five yeah. because it seems like yeah. right. Am I right? The top five create that environment 100%. where the players can thrive. So hundred percent. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but Drew, I mean, like I said, I don't I, I don't really know him personally, but like people love him. And mm. I, I'm friends with a lot of the LSU girls and they just are like he's just such an incredible coach. So it's it's cool. And I think that obviously he's done a great job with Darren Kristen too. Like they've mm. killed it and like I'm sure he's a huge part of that and um he's so supportive and he's he's been out here with them since they've been out here and it's really cool. Like that's just really, really cool. So they've They've found a group, those three, plus all of the, the TKN crew, the, the, all the parents and friends, the fan club. Like, They have a really good system going on. They really
0: yeah. do. It's really cool. Happy it's really here. special. Did they, did they build a new courts yet last year? Because when, when LMU played UCLA, they had two courts. Uh, this is like 2018. Um, they only had two courts. Is it still just the same courts? LMU or LSU? Uh, uh, no. It's, oh, Jesus freaking Christ. UCLA. Oh, Oh yeah, we have new courts.
1: We have new are courts. Are there three? There's three match courts and another court on the side that's match. It's it's a normal sized court, but it's yeah. like the walls are too close, so it's like just so we have like four practice. I'm so courts. happy to hear that. It's a really really. No, rad I mean, you got
0: two-time defending, or at that time, two-time reigning defending mm-hmm. NCAA champs, and you're playing in these two courts, which look like yeah, there's some not. spot in Vegas, some yeah. little you know, some little kitty litter box in Vegas. I, but that's <laughs> the thing.
1: It's like I look back, I'm like, wow, that was. That was such a big part of my career at UCLA. That's how you got it in. But yeah. Like that yeah. was, I think, three years yeah. at UCLA for me. Like that's it was crazy. And yeah, but, I'll never forget it. But the courts now are awesome. you are
0: awesome. But you're still volleyball, something I call volleyball wide-eyed. Mm-hmm. You're oblivious to the surroundings. You don't care if they're first class. You see a sandbox. You see a ball. You see three girls that want to play with you. And and what more could be better? Mm-hmm. What more could be better? Yeah. Right? So um, wanted to talk a little bit about athletes um and activism and this and that but I, I, for me because i'm i don't really have a question i just might be a skip for me i just i just want to say that certain people think that athletes should use their platform for activism and mixed mm-hmm. statements and this and that and and for me i'm just trying to make an argument for the athlete that just wants to play yeah um and that's that's how I'm approaching this. And I think mm-hmm. I think we're just gonna do that and we'll finish like that. Mm-hmm. We're almost at two hours. I would not leave till we're here for two hours. Um <laughs> it's been almost two hours. Yeah. That's just doesn't feel like that. No, this is fun. But oh my gosh. I think for the people that don't want to use their platform, some people use a platform for social justice, some mm-hmm. people use their platform for to support the police, some people yeah. use their platform to for I don't know, universal health care, but yeah. I think the people who use, who just want to play, and have the people fans follow them, get a bad rap. I think if there's any one person who uses their platform just to play, there is not a, a, an athlete in any sport, never mind volleyball, that's more uniting than the athlete that shuts the fuck up and plays. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking shut up and dribble. This isn't the Laura Ingram show, yeah. and this isn't LeBron James. Okay, yeah. I'm talking about people who. All they know how to do, and they do not. They don't really do anything better, um, and they and they play, and they inspire people from opposite sense, opposite spe, uh, spec, uh, ends of the argument. I think right? that's
1: why sports are so cool. Everyone, and everyone's there but, just but to, to me, watch that's sports. The way,
0: but yeah. I'm being a little biased here. It's coming from a biased place. To mm-hmm. me, I think not everybody, but I think that's where sports should be you're taking two people who would not even probably not even have a drink together, but they like the same person. And if they're sitting next to each other, they don't see a D or an R next to their whatever mm-hmm. they don't see a, a black or a white. Uh, they just once someone starts talking about volleyball and they're watching yep. that player. There's nothing more uniting. I agree uniting uh, because I, and I'm only saying this because I'm hypersensitive right now about what's censoring I don't mm-hmm. uh, um, to quote John Stewart don't leave don't censor engage. If you think you, uniting people and bringing people together is saying someone can't say something um, is really, really, it's, it's not a good thing. Um, there are some people out there saying some outlandish shit, and they shouldn't mm-hmm. be. But to me, free speech, the best way to combat bad free speech is a good free speech. Because yeah. at the end of the day, if the truth is on your side, you should embrace it. Yeah. So that's on the social level. Mm-hmm. And, but on a, on a volleyball level, I think... And there's, I guess there is a question here. Mm-hmm. I think that the people who don't use their platform for issues outside of the court are just as valuable in many cases, if not more valuable than if they didn't. Your thoughts?
1: Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's, it's, this is a, this is, this subject is tough because there's so much controversy with life right now. Yeah. And I just think that. That, and that, this is something that's hard for me. Is I do have social media, and I actually have a I have a decent following because of being at UCLA. Yeah. But I'm having a hard time with, like, with the whole sponsor thing. Like, we have to like we have to kind of brand ourselves, like you were talking about. And a big part of that, like almost half of that, is just social media. You know, a lot of people are posting practice videos and workout videos, all these things, and I'm like, I feel like I'm a step behind because I'm not posting this stuff. And occasionally, you get the athlete that will post how what they believe in politically or what socially whatever it is. Yeah. I just think that when you have a big platform, it is a great way to reach an audience, but just know that like there is a divide in a lot of things right now. So if you want to speak up for what you believe in, you might not please yeah. everyone that follows you. And I think that's where I get hesitant is you know, I don't want to be a people pleaser, but I also don't want to Use my platform to rub, rub people the wrong way you right. know i i posted stuff for for black lives matter stuff like i yeah. went back when that was happening i've posted stuff about and I, COVID and, and i saw that and yeah and i have a lot of friends you know and that. i just because because i that was i wanted to do that it was i'm not going to post something i don't want to post just to post just because i just because people think i should you know
0: because i think people can read the phoniness if you if mm-hmm. you if you did right yeah Mm -hmm. I'm look. You know, I can I can just name names and out players all I want, but I'm not today. They get a pass. Mm -hmm. But there are players that said in the media and uh, and beach volleyball. Oh yeah, I've I've you know I posted social justice stuff on my social media platform, and they're just they're lying. Mm -hmm. so you know, and that's the problem I have with those. Well, and you don't need to think. You don't. That's what I'm saying. If you didn't, if you just didn't say shit. It's fine. Uh, Uh-uh. But you know, and it really really upsets me. Yeah, you were one of the people I noticed that did that. And you're explicit. You're explicit about your sentiment on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fallon for Mawana, Moana, right? She was the first one of the first ones to come out and openly say mm-hmm. it, um, how how she felt. She was on the podcast. We went an hour forty five, and yeah. and that was that was a month after uh, the Floyd incident. Yeah. So it was it was just Very fresh emotional. in her. Yeah. yeah. So I agree with you, I, I hope I didn't interrupt you. But I, no. I, I I I think what your answer and what you're trying to say is. If it comes from a real place and you feel like it's super necessary, mm-hmm. do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I just, I, like I said, it, it's you, you're every not everyone who follows me believes the same things. They're following me because yeah, they like what I post. They like to follow my beach volleyball career. I mostly post about volleyball. Sometimes I'll yeah. throw stuff up of me just being a normal human because I'm a normal human too. I do other things too. Yeah, but like. There are some times where I feel like I have to post certain things because like if I don't post – like this is another thing too. Oh, if I don't post about this, like are people going to think I don't support it? And I don't yeah. think it should be like that. Like no. maybe I just – Because
0: if you do support it, all of a sudden now you're in a position where you're picking this up.
1: Exactly. And I, I like to be pretty neutral on things. I like to hear everyone out and I like to hear what people have to say. Obviously, I am opinionated about certain things but I mm-hmm. do try to be very neutral because I think everyone has – Arguments for sides of whatever, but there are certain things where I'm like, yeah, like, I don't want to be controversial on here, but she's like, like, I don't want any trouble. <laughs> I don't want to like, no, go ahead. Get, get your vaccine. Like, I think that can help, yeah. you know, cause I don't want to wear a mask anymore. Stuff yeah. like this. Like, and I, that, but that is my opinion. And right. just because I believe that doesn't mean that everyone around me needs to believe right. that. Yeah. Like, that's just how i feel that's what my family feels we all got vaccinated we got boosted it sucked i got sick from it it wasn't fun no but i just did what i what i felt like was my part in society if you don't believe that that's fine i don't hate you but, for that
0: no but, but don't but don't hate you
1: for posting that or for doing that exactly right. like yeah. we like this is such a melting pot of people and and, and opinions and i think that's what is so special is we are are all such different people from such different backgrounds. And I think that social media is is cool, but it causes trouble sometimes because it it causes division. And I don't want division. I want people to come together. And I want the, you know, if I get vaccinated, for example, and someone doesn't, I don't hate them for that. That, That's their choice. That's what they're going to do. And I think if we can be more like that, it'll help. But again, there are certain things that I'm more opinionated about than others. Some things that do rub me the wrong way and that's not even political or anything that just little things like if someone's not paying attention to me when i'm coaching that really rubs me the wrong way maybe it doesn't piss someone else off but even just normal daily things so i just think that you know there there are times to post when you feel it's necessary and when you feel it's compelling to you and, and it's natural for you and if it's not don't just throw stuff up there because you have a platform because you feel like you should because like you said yeah. it's not genuine And for at sure point. don't
0: say you did and you, and you haven't you know yeah oh that's a whole other
1: story. yeah and, and
0: but i tough. but at the same time without that kind of dialogue there's no understanding like you just mentioned vaccines something you didn't want to get into but um i'll give you an example like i had mm-hmm. the first two jabs and i got corona right yeah i got Omicron, right yeah so the question is: Do do the people who got all three jabs think that I'm too good to get the third jab? Um, is there a question that I already have strong? I, I basically had a de facto third jab by having mm-hmm. by actually having the virus, mm-hmm. which which all the stuff all, all the studies are saying yeah. that you're you have your you know the antibody buildup is is just as strong as a third shot. Mm-hmm. And the doctors are very careful to be like, don't go out there and get it because of that. That's, not, that's you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. That's not what we're saying. But but I'm not saying. Whether you think I'm wrong, wrong or right about not getting it, Um, what I'm saying, if it makes sense, and if it's at least a conversation, anyone that's saying that's not a conversation is not being, is not being, uh, is being disingenuous. Uh, uh, If you have the conversation and you disagree, fine, but you have the conversation. And these conversations are not easy. And sometimes you just have to walk away or you become sick. Because you become so emotionally invest and you believe that you, you're right. And then some people are so pig-headed and at some point it gets insulting because they're insulting your assertion. So you might think you're they're insulting you personally. And next thing you know, you're losing sleep. Well, the, the, that's, how, that's how we started this podcast. Exactly. We talked about sleep, right? Exactly. So some there's some things we I, I would like, not you to engage. You're, you're not the exception. You're the example, all right? Again, I've been watching you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I think... Engaging is super necessary, but at the same time, you—it's okay to take a loss if someone's set in their ways. Some because mm-hmm. you become sick.
1: Yeah, and I and I because you care so much. Yeah. someone
0: like you—you you can't get you can't get sucked into those arguments. You're, well, no, and I I you, you I just, care too much.
1: I well I, I care about stuff, but also with, with with topics like getting vaccinated, for example. Right. There are so many more people that know so much more about it than right. I do, or are just way more opinionated about it. So like. I, like, I have family members who are, you know, in med school and doing these things and who know a lot about it. And they said, get it. And I said, sure, I'll get it. I'm just like, I'm going to just do what everyone's telling me to do because I because it seems like the right thing to do. I don't know shit about it. I really no. don't. I really don't know what I put in my, I don't. No. I got And I got all three. And You're a no fucking
0: morons. I've come never gone
1: COVID. Just knock on wood. Yeah. I got all three. I know a lot of people who were <laughs> double <laughs> vaccinated, and boosted, and got it. But, I know
0: someone that got it three times. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, exactly. I'm like, when they said that, I just went, oh, God, oh. It's so, I'm so gnarly. Sorry. But I
1: don't know enough about it to even have an no. argument. So, why? You know, I'm just going to stay neutral. And that's me no. with political have to stuff. Stay neutral I'm because... so neutral. I don't even give a shit at that. You know, I just want to focus on what's important to me. If it's not very important to me, then why would on. I, like, yeah. why? engage in something that I don't even really care that much about.
0: No. Like, and why would you engage in something that even a professionals are still trying to figure out? Mm-hmm, exactly. All right. My wife, she got all three.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My, my kid, five-year-old, none. Me, the first two. All three of us got infected. Yeah, All three of us had the same fever for a half a day. All three of us recovered the same day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean... It, that's something that the scientists need to look at and figure out i'm not saying you know right I mean, one might make the presumption that it didn't matter that's not true because mm-hmm. not right not not uh, not all um cases are one size fits all so exactly so, so yeah. we, like you said uh to quote one of my favorite podcasters, guys, I'm a fucking moron. Don't be coming to me for po- my, my Rogan. He says, don't come to me for medical advice. Don't come, don't come to me for political advice. I'm just having conversations. I don't yeah. want, no, I don't want no trouble. Yeah, and um, I think it's he's, okay. He's in hot water now, but yeah, but, um, I
1: just think it's okay if people have. That's the last thing I'll say about please. this: is it, you can have your own opinions. That's fine. Whether yeah. you are you know a lot about it or you don't you can have opinion or whatever yeah but as long as people who have differing opinions can still come together and accept that there's different opinions then 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 all all will be good but people care too much and you know they want to prove their point and that's okay too but you know if you have two very opinionated very opinionated people coming at each other. That's, that's, it's just recipe for disaster. And it's okay again to have your opinion, especially if you have the knowledge as well. And you've done the research and you all these different things. But Mm -hmm. for me, I'm going to stay out of all that. I'm going to do what I think is right. I'm going to do what my family thinks is right. And if I feel compelled to post about it because it's important to me, I will.
0: And if I don't, then I won't. So let's jump off that particular subject matter, but at the same time, keep the social question. Um, how important is is it to make sure when you have these conversations and we're not talking about vaccines anymore we're done we're washing our hands i'm just talking about um social issues Mm -hmm. you know there's a blm thing there were there were all this other other stuff that goes on can you appreciate the importance of just being polite when you talk to someone Mm -hmm. Uh, i'll make a left and right argument right Mm -hmm. if if someone from the left someone calls calls someone from the right um you're you're a gun nut their natural reaction is going to be like f you you liberal retard right and now there's no conversation, right? How, you know, there has to be a way that, an etiquette that people have to know how to talk to each mm-hmm. other. And I think if, if people are claiming that they want unity and this and that it has to start with empathy and, and empathy, um, creates politeness in the mm-hmm. conversation.
1: And that's, this goes back to what we were talking about when, when I'm trying to be a leader or trying to be a coach, Yes. you never know what someone else is dealing with or what someone else has gone through or what they know or who they've been around or all these different things. So, and you know, I learned this lesson like a long time ago. I think my parents taught me just like, you never know who could be your boss one day. So just be (laughs) nice to everyone. Why be, you know, and if, if you have an issue with someone address it and move on, you don't need to, Getting fine. and sometimes for me, I'm very emotional. So if I address something in the heat of the moment, it's not going to go good because I am too emotional. So I've had to learn to like take a step back, process what's going on, and I don't get mad very easily. But when I get mad, I get mad and I, I react out of emotion. And this is about this could be about really small stuff too. Yeah. And I've had to learn a lot being on a team. Like I can't just react out of raw emotion because it's, it's not going to go very well. If right. you can ad- address things. If there's conflict and you can address it, not emotional, just with facts. It's really hard. It's really hard, but if you can, there shouldn't be any any issues. And and I just think that, you know, if someone's being rude to me, yeah, it's annoying. But maybe they're going through something that I don't that I don't know about. It doesn't give them an excuse to be rude. No. But maybe they maybe they have some stuff going on, and I right. I think we should all give people the benefit of the doubt. I, I, we're yeah. all, like you said, we're all morons. We don't really, we're all trying to figure out our lives and we're all on different paths. And I think we all have different backgrounds. And if we can all just do our best to be polite and come together and support each other, like that's the thing with, about what we were talking about girls at the beginning of this. If, if girls can just build
0: especially, each other up, especially girls, dude. girls
1: can just build each other up like and it, it's hard sometimes, like especially when we're we're athletes, we're competing against each other all the time. This sport's so weird is we all compete against each other, and then the next week we have to practice against each other because it's a very small community. So, yeah. So Spart- you don't you like don't, you don't want to burn the bridge around yeah. here because 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 then because then people aren't going to want to train with you, people aren't going to want to play mm. against you, all these different things, and you know it, it it's we just all gotta continue to and that's I'm very content with this community right now because yeah. at least for me. I don't feel any drama. I, I I feel like everyone I've been around has been super polite and super sweet and supportive of me and my journey. And when we're on the court, it's competitive, but it's healthy. And yeah. it, it's at least in my opinion, we talk about opinions, this is my opinion, things are going very well. And it's not gonna be perfect all the time. I'm sure yeah. I will have a conflict with a opponent or a partner or a coach or someone. And I just needed to address it as politely as I can. And, yeah. In re-
0: in regards to reputations, do you parrot that? In- do you try to parrot that information to the juniors you coach? Uh, for me,
1: yeah.
0: Um, I was just an X's and O's coach. For me, mm-hmm. I've been coaching out of the 21 years. The first seven years, I was just X's and O's. Yeah. Okay, so until I, I I was a returning adult student and I got into this this ridiculous, competitive, nationally ranked program, yeah. and the professor said, "Your reputation starts the day you say I want to be an actor." And I took that information, and I and I transferred it to volleyball. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, someone might not be a player; they might be a coach, they might be a sports in- information director, they might be an assistant coach, they might be an SDOO, they might mm-hmm. be something else. And if you meet them ten years ago, ten years from now, they're not gonna see the new and improved savvy that you that took you ten years to build to get to that point where you saw them again. They're gonna remember the sav 10 years ago 10 years ago and if you were a douchebag 10 years ago it sucks and it's unfair because you're not that person from 10 years ago mm-hmm. right but that's what they're going to remember yeah and, and and you see that in this and this and 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 our our spectrum in and out of the sport something someone does 10 years ago um, it is lazy as, uh, of us as human beings but it is a bed that someone makes at that time and they know they got to do a little bit of sleeping in it you know And there has to be this meeting of the minds where they they know they got to accept that punishment from the past. But at the same time, someone, the person that's casting the aspersions has to say, hey, now, with that being said, I'm mad at who she was. Let me take a second look now. Are you that same person you were 10 years ago? Are you are you a different person now? Rhetorical question. The answer is yes. I was gonna say, you're, you're, I was
1: 13, so i, yeah. <laughs> I was I, pretty young. But yeah. I
0: see some of the things that are happening to some people I like, like with Kevin Hart with the Oscars. Um, um, Rogan, I, I'm not going to talk about because I'm exhausted yeah. talking about him. I, yeah. Because he's, right now, all of these things that happened th- 10, 13 years ago, that's who you are now. And, I, and, and I, I'm wasting my breath arguing with people about this. But I will only mm-hmm. say this. I put both hands together and I pray. That nobody judges me from the shit I said oh, ten, ten, 10 years. Ten. Ago. Savvy, I pray. <laughs> it's not right. It's not fair. I'm not that person mm-hmm. anymore. You're not that person from thirteen. You're not even Savvy, you're not even that person from uh when COVID hit in two thousand twenty and your season got canceled. Mm-hmm. Or don't you think you're exponentially different I just from think that even like, from even from two that that's two what, two years ago? Yeah. Even from then you're different.
1: Yeah, I I it's like people can't change, that's a saying that, that goes around, and I don't know if changes are ever that. I really, I truly believe that people can grow though, they, yeah, they can you're grow. You're
0: optimistic like that.
1: You, you can't, I mean, you can't. I've you know, I don't think I've changed, I'm still the same person, but I've grown and I've learned so much. Mm-hmm. And the, the freshman I was when I cheated on my test, you yeah. know, how much I learned from that one experience, yeah. If someone, you know. If so, someone was like, you're the same there, person though. that you yeah. were when you were a freshman in college, che- I'd be like, Once you're a crazy. Cheater, always a cheater. Yeah. Right. Come like, on. Yeah. And you know, like, if you're going to judge me based off something X amount of years ago when I was young and dumb, that sucks because I made a mistake. Yeah. And I think since then I've learned and I've grown, like you said, exponentially. I think I learn and grow every single day of my life. But like every you think single about day. From
0: that time period till now. What? Mm-hmm. You're a fucking savage right now compared to that girl before, and that girl back then was, you know what, she wasn't too shabby either, <laughs> okay? Yeah, look, me ten years ago, I wasn't too shabby either, mm-hmm. right? I was walking around 199. I I looked, I looked, I was a good-looking guy. Um, yeah, I made a woman, I made a woman want to go get a job, <laughs> with with benefits. <laughs> But I would like to end this podcast. We're going to plug in a site and, and you know, uh, like an Insta handle where people, okay. can, people can know better about yeah. you. But I want to finish with this. The world needs more savvy simos because of if they can see your journey and see the differences, not just the attributes that you came in, but but some of the things where you made you might have made some errors in judgment, but you stuck For to sure. but you stuck to a certain virtue of learning and understanding and seeing what's right and what's wrong that mm-hmm. shapes the person you are now. And I can go all day and, and that this file holds two hours and 26 minutes and mm-hmm. we're two, we're two twelve. Mm-hmm. but I would just, I'm just going to shut up and say the world needs more savvy symbols And that's and, and very, very important. You
1: have no idea how much that means to me. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much, Jason. And
0: I also wow. know you do. Um, you, I think you do. I think you probably do grief and anger really well. Uh, speaking for men and and everyone's gonna love this women have a face um that men know uh don't have only women have it but they know it when they see it mm-hmm. when a woman is experiencing grief and anger at the same time it looks like this <laughs> <laughs> and and for my guys who see the or for the audience who can see the video version of this the the audio version tough shit, but the video version if you see a woman like that be somewhere else if you're too close like the way we're sitting from each other and you can't get away just give her a hug (laughs) just give her a. you're in the eye of the storm and the best way i know how to describe it was the face i just showed you and i'll show you again it's your you're angry right uh, but and you're grief stricken and you want to lash out but you can't because you don't want people to see you angry and, mm-hmm. and you're just trying to find a way to handle it. And it balls up into this. Ever see Game of Thrones? Yes. Queen Denarius. Yes. Remember, remember when they try to ring the bell? Uh, and we say, Oh, we surrender, we mm-hmm. surrender. Let me tell you something. Sorry, didn't mean jack shit mm-hmm. <laughs> to Denarius. Mm-hmm. She yep. watch it again, when they ring the bell, right? and then they're She's supposed to surrender badass. and she wasn't supposed to do it watch her face mm-hmm. before she fucking went straight dragon lady yeah it looked exactly like the look i, I showed mm-hmm. you like <laughs> so, what so, sorry <laughs> sorry so um <laughs> hey um give us a uh, website uh insta handle some Hey, someone's your fan. They wanna know more about probably you. just
1: Instagram. Yeah. At yeah. Savvy Simo. S A V V Y S I M O. Yeah. Super simple. That's me.
0: Follow me. Yeah. People trying people are like, yo, I'm a fan of her. She knows how to play volleyball and she even looks pretty. How can I how can I get to know more about Sav? How can I be down? Please. I'll clean your car for you. Give me some information, Jason. And it's uh, say it again. It's Savvy What? Just
1: Savvy Simo, My uh my name. Oh I like yeah. It.
0: Super easy. All right. So let's wind up. I'm going to do my music. All right. Savvy Simo might love you guys, but me, I don't love you guys. In fact, I'm done with you guys. In fact, I am out of here. All right. So for (laughs) all of you at home, for all of you on your iPad uh, at Starbucks, for all of you on your droids, for all of you on your desktop, who runs the world? Old school. Old school for my homie, Sav Simo. I'm Jason DeBiss. This is episode 128. Stay with me. I'm going to hit my music and... We're out. Come check out the Option Podcast on optiondb.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Angel. You're going to love what you hear.